0: listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com.
1: We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the
2: military-industrial complex. For well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy, conspiracy,
3: have before us the opportunity to forge, for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order.
4: Either you are with us, or you are with the terrorists.
3: The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters.
6: Well in the house of the Lord forever. Podcasting to you from the heart of the heartland, where I'm going to familiarize myself with the cough button. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim
7: Gilkenny. And podcasting from Piedmont, Oklahoma, I'm Andrew Hoffman.
6: Well, there you go. I finally finally did it. I finally got the Rona I don't know. I don't know if it's the Rona. I have no idea. Like To get to know if it's the Rona, don't you have to like stick something in your nose and just touch your brain stem with it or something?
7: I don't know. Can you still smell and taste? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm definitely... I think I'm fine. I, just, uh, I, th- I think you just got a case of the chemtrails. That's my
6: I don't know what theory. is what's going on, man, but it's kind of weird, too, because I remember my son being sick a few weeks back and he had kind of a bad cough but that was it and he stayed home a couple days just from being tired but and then it went away and now me and my daughter are sick my wife totally fine so it's just just bizarre I'm I'm really sick of being sick I think Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know you're living in a new place and you start to wonder like oh is it the Is it the house? Is there something wrong with the house? Is there mold? Anyway, I don't know if it's moving to a new environment or if if it's the house. You keep saying it's the chemtrails. Maybe we weren't getting chemtrailed there in the Pacific Northwest. You know, Spoiler, I I found a good reason to stay in the Pacific Northwest. They don't chemtrail (laughs) you because Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates live there.
7: Well, in that particular part of the Pacific Northwest, my part of the Pacific Northwest was getting chemtrailed way worse than here
6: I wonder if it has something to do with the constant cloud right like the low ceiling in the Puget Sound like maybe it doesn't translate as well falling through there
7: Uh, I don't I don't know because you get some of the same thing in the gorge yes true the the grey gloom in the winter and that doesn't stop him from chemtrailing so I don't know
6: all right well, a lot's been going on other than me be getting sick so uh let's
7: let's get into some of that yeah we so this week so far we had down syndrome awareness day three twenty one because oh, no, trisomy no twenty one so march twenty first then we had skull and bones day three twenty two and now we're we're all the way to to thursday the twenty fourth so I don't know well, you know, it's, a, it's a multiple, you know, 3 times 8, 24. We're, we're working on the, the math multiplica- multiplication tables for homeschooling. So it's a, d- don't forget we lost a, a good friend of the
6: show.
2: <laughs> My dad used to go on Sunday mornings to the,
6: uh, to the donut shop, and he would bring back a, a big bunch of donuts, but
4: there would always be a couple of chocolate donuts. i take the chocolate <laughs> donuts and lick them. And put them back in the box.
7: <laughs> he died? Yeah. Jordan Maxwell died?
6: Yeah. For those of you who don't know, that is a f- I thought you were referring to Madeline Albright. F- oh yeah, yeah. It was worth it to kill a million yeah. Iraqi children. So No, no. Jordan Jordan Maxwell passed on. So rest in peace, Jordan. Uh hopefully you repented. Hopefully he repented. Uh Chris White debunking Jordan Maxwell might have been the second Chris White video I've ever seen after mm. after him debunking Zeitgeist. So, uh, man, when he talked, to, like, I still remember the conversation when he talked to Jordan Maxwell and uh, Maxwell gets all mad at him. And Chris is like, dude, I always thought you were like a true believer, but like the stuff you believe is just wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, Jordan Maxwell has passed on. I think...
7: Jordan Maxwell may have been the first major red flag on the Alex Jones show for me back in the day. That makes sense, yeah. So it's like, really? You can't can't figure this guy out? We're going to keep having him back on? And then (laughs) David Icke and on and on and on. on. All the way to Steve Pchenik and... Whoever else is man, on there now, man? Do
6: you remember those days? Like I used to, I used to spam the David Icke debunked by Chris White in the 9/11 Truth Seattle forum. Like it just and, and, and also the you know Maxwell debunked. I mean, Chris, you know, I, you know, people are getting suspended from YouTube right now. It's like Chris White was getting like just completely taken off of YouTube mm-hmm. ten year ten years ago. Yeah, in, like multiple yeah. accounts because he was making all kinds of people mad, completely debunking them, saying how they were, you know, what they were saying was provably lies. And, and uh, yeah, it was a big part of my coming to, literally coming to Jesus moment.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
6: <laughs> and, uh, For- yeah. Those, those, those were crazy times. I don't know. If, you know, Chris White does like 99.99% of all the work by doing all the debunking, I like to think I did point zero 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 one percent of the work, by like every time anybody came up in the chat room, like, oh yeah, check this out, check this yeah. out. Oh yeah, debunk this. Oh yeah, debunk that. And even even James Corbett had him on, and he, uh, it was like his radio show. He called it the Art of the Debunkumentary. So yeah, that was like Chris's deal, man.
7: This is you know we've talked about how Trump. Turned around the fake news term back on the media. Uh, That was supposed to be like, you know, Trump used fake news. And then he started calling CNN fake news. And well, the same thing kind of happened with the debunking. Debunking was our term, man. Yeah, debunking was was what we did to mainstream stuff. Absolutely. and, And now it's like, oh, it's been debunked. Why? Oh, because you made up a straw man argument and no,
4: Snopes destroyed Snopes.
7: one one part of it, and that's the fact check
6: debunking. Snopes, Snopes debunked it. I don't know, yeah. Andrew. Maybe you didn't yeah. see it.
7: But there, there is such a thing as actual debunking, and yes, the Chris White uh, debunkumentaries were the actual thing. Like where cool. you you cool. show the actual argument, and then you. Destroy the actual claims <laughs> one at one at a time. Destroy is the right word. Yeah. And it culminated
6: with ancient aliens. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ancient aliens was so good. Yeah. So look at this. It could only this perfect right angle cut could only have been made by a superior alien race. And then it's like pause. Like, actually, you could see in the video. that This is not even a perfect right angle. <laughs> yeah. You could see when he holds the square up to it. How it's not square.
7: Yeah. And it's also, you know, kind of, I don't know, a, a part of all that stuff was the idea of evolution, right? That he humanity is right, yeah. getting smarter and smarter, and what well, have they, you. they, ha, they like, have an intelligent design problem. The evolutionists, yeah, and so, so the,
6: it's this this the ancient aliens can solve their intelligent well, design problem without admitting to God.
7: Yeah, there, there is that, but there's also the idea that of Progression. It's like no, no, no. Like people back then, just as smart, if not way smarter than people today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone around the year nineteen hundred could basically do any job out there. (laughs) It's like now we can't do anything. We're we're lucky if we can do one tiny little specialized deal. But anyway. I'm of making a podcast, Andrew. I can do things. (laughs) Speaking of, um, but are you you building a log cabin? Are you you farming and building a house and, you know, doing a bunch of other real stuff? Andrew, I have put myself (laughs) in a position where
6: should I want to do those things? I will be able to.
7: But that's awesome. Yeah, you you know how to build the house?
6: Ah I, I, don't, I, I, don't,
7: I, don't, I don't think I'd I, I know how to do most repairs on a house. I don't know how to build it, I don't think. So here here at the here at the Hoffman house, we had uh, huge oh no. rainstorms oh no. a few days ago, right? I'm telling this story. So there is and this is a, a you know, a brand new house, and my daughter comes running up to me. She's like, "There's a there's a hole in the roof," and I'm like, "What?" So I go in there, and sure enough, there's water dripping out of the ceiling. So anyway, the uh, the builder was very responsive, and someone's supposed to come and reshingle the roof tomorrow, and it's all still under warranty, so no huge. Huge deal, but it was a reminder that if it, you know, if it wasn't under warranty and I needed to go fix the tiny little hole in the roof, I'm not sure that I could. So,
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
7: I get it. I mean, I could put something over, you know, I could, I could do something. I
6: mean, but as far I mean, as I actually, mean, like a, like a stick, like like I feel like, yeah. you know, you just get up put there. Their,
7: Duct tape some Tupperware over the top or something.
6: Get some double bubble going.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so you had a perfect transition to Chris White because I did want to talk about uh, a recent podcast that he did talking about seed oils and how they are the root of all nutritional evils. And I think we're... We've talked some about it, but not not super specifically. So he he had a good podcast about it, and then the resources that he pointed out were also excellent. Also, so, we got an email this week that was uh, laid to Chris White, or not
6: an email, but a letter. So we'll have to we'll have to touch on touch base on that later.
7: Okay. Uh, well, I mean, you can do it now if you want, or if no, no, you no, want to no, play, no, just, play some clips. No, let's get into some clips.
6: I just, uh, just greetings, Tim and Andrew. I initially heard about you on Chris White's podcast over the no, past awesome. over the past year or two. My eyes have been open to the world. We'll get to that in the donation segment. That's just a teaser. All right. <clears throat> oh, and I will you do. You want my to start best. with
7: the? You want to start with the one? that you were listening to that I sent over. So sure. the hundred the billion dollar ingredient making your food toxic. And this is, uh, let's see. Actually, I didn't end up making the other clip. So this is the conclusion of it. Uh, so we'll start with the conclusion and work our way backwards there.
8: Let me mention one last study. The 1969 LA Veterans Administration Hospital study, another very well controlled clinical diet trial where people over 60 were given either animal fats or vegetable oils. To cut to the chase, the people in the vegetable oil group were dying more. And this was the case even though there were twice as many heavy smokers in the animal fat group. The interesting part is that this study was so long, 8 years, and it took many years to clearly see the negative effect of the vegetable oil diet. The study authors concluded that to truly understand the negative health effect of vegetable oils, maybe studies need to be much longer than 8 years, but most only last 5 years at best. So to sum all this up, vegetable oils which are rich in the polyunsaturated omega-6-fat linoleic acid displaced saturated fats which we had been eating for thousands of years. The consumption of these new oils happen to correlate with rates of obesity, diabetes and Alzheimer's. Correlations are just correlations, but it's well known that polyunsaturated fats oxidize very easily, creating oxidation products which are toxic to humans. Not only that, but linoleic acid accumulates in the body where it can oxidize, creating these harmful oxidation products. And damaging our mitochondria. And lastly, well controlled clinical trials have found worse outcomes for people on a vegetable oil diet.
7: Interesting. Interesting. So there's the c- conclusion, and we can go back through s- some of the history. But if you, you know, when we say processed food, which, you know, we talk about quite sure. a bit, all processed food. A, a common ingredient is some sort of seed oil. Yep. Yep. You know, it just... It, it,
6: it makes me think back to, like, all the fasts I've done that had uh, benefit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I would do, like, a, a, a fruit and vegetable fast where I would only eat fruit and vegetables. I did that for, like, I don't know, seven to ten days, and I felt great. I slept better. I, I feel it, like, just more energy, I didn't even need coffee, it felt awesome. Um, And then you do, like I did keto, I did keto diet for almost a full year, I think it was eight to 10 months, and also slept great, thought clearly, felt wonderful, lost a bunch of weight. And then there's just like outright fasting, like okay, I'll just drink water and fast for a day or two, you know, be it for prayer, or just you know feeling like I wanted to reset my body, always felt great. It's interesting to hear, (laughs) you know, I've always been kind of big on the inflammation side. I think that a lot of Mm -hmm. this has to do with inflammation, but it's interesting to also kind of throw in that all of my real world examples of fasting also include cutting out any type of
7: seed oil. Right. Any type of processed food, which is, you know, you have to totally eliminate processed foods to eliminate seed oil. Wow. So that's... And even stuff that isn't, you know, you go to a restaurant and they get mixed vegetables and they probably fry it in seed oil, you know. Sure. Or, yeah. But uh, yeah, this this was. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense when you when you dig into it. Uh, let's see, where should we go? So another. Let's go with the. Um, Chris Nobby on McCollum Rat Study. So this is talking about a study in a book in 1918.
4: Go back to 1918 for a minute. This is Elmer V. McCollum, nutritional researcher. This is the, a book he wrote, The Newer Knowledge of Nutrition. And this is extraordinary. It covers thousands of animal studies because they really wanted to know what was going on with diet. They wanted to understand what it was that was driving health. And uh, I'm gonna give you an example here. And there's extraordinary studies. This is just one of, one of many. All right, so they take diets. Now these rats, rats are usually weaned at about 25, 26 days. And then they put these two, these two sets of rats on identical diets except for one thing, the fat source. All right, so the rats on the left get 5% cottonseed oil. The rats on the right, 1.5% butterfat. That's all the fat they got, 1.5%. Here's what happens to them. The rats on the cottonseed oil um, grow to 60% of normal size and live 555 days on average. They're weak, fragile, sickly little rats. The rats on the butterfat, they are healthy, they grow to normal size, and they live 1,020 days. So they grow to almost twice the size live twice as long and are infinitely more healthy. Why? Fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, and K2. Those are not in any kind of vegetable oil.
6: All right. Uh, so when I did the fruit and vegetable fast years and years ago, mm-hmm. the only realization I came to was like, man, if I just ate fruits and vegetables, this, I could feel amazing. And I don't have any interest in becoming a, ve- a vegan or vegetarian, but I probably should eat more fruits and vegetables because this makes me feel good.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: When I did keto for eight to 10 months or whatever it was, that was a radical discovery to realize that all I was doing was taking my uh, fuel source from carbs to animal fat.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: And I felt, Wonderful. And then you start to realize, oh, that's what we've been eating for thousands of years. Right. Animal fat. Animal fat as a fuel source is way more healthy than carb. And you notice when you're on keto, the difference between a carb hunger is, you know, we joke around about a lot in American culture. Are you hangry? You know, hungry and angry. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the that's the blood sugar is coming down and you're reacting and it can affect your emotions, your hormones, everything else. When you are eating on a keto diet and you eat the fat, you literally can be like, oh yeah, I should probably eat. Because mm-hmm. you'll you'll feel satiated because animal fat satiates you. It's crazy, man. It's 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 clearly what God intended. It, it, clearly.
7: So then you kind of wonder, well, if it's you know, why are we acting like this is a discovery in the year 2022 when they had it figured out in 1918. Because they lied to
6: us. I mean, come on, man. Yes. They lied to us. I mean, everything they told us was a lie. From the food guide pyramid to red meat is bad for you to got to watch out for you. Cholesterol. I saw some guy completely, on you know, it's on Twitter or something like this. Some of these guys, he's completely like ripped, like, you know, just looks like, you know, no body fat whatsoever. And he's like, "Here's a picture of my lunch. It's four eggs and a piece of steak." Number mm-hmm. one comment: Aren't you worried about cholesterol? It's like, <laughs> it's like, no, this dude is doing fine. There's a lot of vitamins in that stuff.
7: Yeah, yeah. It's always like you argue that they're wrong, but you're arguing with the people that are actually healthy, <laughs> completely fit, and you're
6: sitting at home on a computer. I tell
7: it's you, like the, the Joe Rogan thing. It's like, well. Okay, you you mock him for eating, you know, venison or whatever, but uh, he's healthier than you are. And he looks great, and he's doing uh, athletic
6: endeavors at you know in his in his late forties, maybe early fifties. Um, this is unplanned, but I wanted to tell you we've been leaning into our our new area here. We drink whole milk. We've are we, not whole milk, but raw milk. So yeah, that's awesome. Got to tip our hat to Tim from Oklahoma City. He gave us the address of a of a raw milk place around here. So I'm like, I wonder where this is, and I enter it into the GPS. Twelve minutes away. Oh, awesome!
7: We gotta we've got to talk. I need to. <coughs> <a, laughs> if there's. Uh, some trip you're making maybe we can meet you halfway or something We need need the raw milk supply oh it's so. awesome man it's awesome we've been using
6: it uh my daughter's actually been drinking it because uh, she's she's drinking a bottle in between uh, feedings and stuff like that in between like meals she loves it uh it's it's been it's been great my wife then found another place it's like a local farm and they we got I think 30 farm fresh eggs super awesome awesome Super yep. awesome. They don't go bad. You literally just keep them in the fridge. And he said they'll never go bad. So we're not going like to keep them forever. But
7: And the reason that raw milk is good is that the pasteurization process basically eliminates the main nutritional value of milk. Not just that. It's actually a little bit more insidious.
6: Yeah. I read up on this because I'm looking at my daughter and she's coming off of having to drink some formula. And now it's like, we're going to go to milk. And I wanted to make sure that I knew what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So it's possible she could encounter an intolerance, a lactose intolerance. guess how many people have a lactose intolerance to milk? Very, very, very small percentage. And here's why. Because what happens is when you want milk. Excuse me, to raw milk. Yeah. Uh, what happens is when you uh, pasteurize it, you kill all of the uh, good microbes and bacteria mm-hmm. that are in the raw milk. But those good microbes and bacteria help you digest lactose. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you kill all of that, then you just have the lactose. And of course, then you, then there there goes the intolerance. So anyway, yeah, we got farm fresh eggs that we've been eating this week and uh, got raw milk and we're just, you know... I actually, quoted and, I quoted you to 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 my wife, uh, my beautiful wife. She she's like, this is a great guy to get to know. And I said, yeah, you know, Andrew's whole goal is not to learn how to do stuff, but to be really nice to people that do.
7: <laughs> it's <laughs> yes, it's the raw, the raw milk maker is is important there.
6: Bro, I'm the, I'm telling you right now, the raw milk person that Tim hooked us up with that's 12 minutes away. Could not be any better. Let me just tell you right now, there you just literally roll up to the house. There's like a milk house. You roll up to it. You go inside. There's a fridge. There's raw milk in it. You leave six dollars and twenty five cents in a box. If there's no one there, it's honor system only, and you can make change. There is a devotional open to a, a Bible verse, and somebody writes on the whiteboard every day. Have a great day. Read Thessalonians. Da 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 da. Like
7: says so six twenty five for a half gallon or a whole gallon,
6: gallon. One gallon. A gallon. <laughs>
7: That's amazing it's yeah.
6: it's it's absolutely amazing and you go in there and there's nothing but bible verses everywhere it smells clean i went in there uh, two days ago in the morning and she was just finishing like emptying out the machine because the the horses walk in horses sorry cows walk <laughs> a little bit sick cows walk in and they're like three feet in the air uh, on this like platform just like a walkway type of deal so that somebody sitting down doesn't have to like bend down over and anyway mm. It's cool. It's cool. But I'm I'm leaning into it. I'm trying to get into the to the whole food's game. Sorry. I've I've uh, t- taken us off track here.
7: Well, I've I've plugged the Weston A Price stuff before, but yeah, that's, that's one of their main things. And Weston A Price himself, you know, wrote about all this in 1939, like, "Hey, wait a second. Why are there Why are there some societies where are you know, Tribes or what have you, where there's no obesity, and this is only happening in Western countries. What's going on? Hey, guess what? You know, there's, a, uh, I, I don't know if it's in the clip, I, I don't think it's in the actual clips that I made, but they talk about uh, the Maori tribe in Africa that 70% of their calories are from fat, mainly from milk. But guess what? Raw milk. <laughs> it's like there's this this sounds gross. I don't know if I
6: could do it, but I, I was reading so much on it, I ran into the raw milk fast. Literally <laughs> all you do is drink raw milk three times a day, uh, for your meals. Okay. And they talk about a serious detoxing process and how raw mm-hmm. milk is like one of the perfect foods because it has all the vitamins and minerals you need to live.
7: Yeah, if you have taken antibiotics recently too, that would be an extra good time to do that yeah so, good point good point yeah. so well that's that's exciting this is a new it's a, unfortunately another reason for you to stay on that side of town instead of coming <laughs> up to this side of town but so.
6: well and i sent you the meat box earlier we're gonna try and get one of those put you, put in your order pick it up april 1st so
7: okay yeah that uh, sounds good yeah i get Wow, I could so always
6: pick it up and bring it to my house until you can come get it.
7: So, no, that'll, that'll be good. We, um, I had been going to a co op, but it was like a 45 minute drive both ways. So, is I'm it down kinda, here? No, it was up in Edmond. So, hmm. way on the upper side of Edmond. Edmond is too big. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. So, it was. I don't know, but the yes, I'm interested in the food box and the raw milk. It's it's worth the trip down south. So sure, sure. But uh, okay, so we're going. So where did these seed oils come from? And let's play the Nina uh, Tykults. I might have said it wrong. The the clip about Crisco.
6: I got, th- I got three clips loaded. Of course, none of them are the right one. <laughs> <clears throat> there we go.
5: Floors and floors of machinery, and they use metal catalyst and the hexane solvent, and then they go through this incredibly long process, because really when you take seeds or beans and you press them, what comes out is this rancid gray liquid and then you have to make that palatable so you have to deodorize it and winterize it so it's stable and you have to go through all these um, all these steps. Um, you don't churn it and you don't milk it from a cow <laughs> and churn it. Um, so it's a lot more complicated but this is that, that process is what allowed vegetable oils to come into the food supply um, and that happened because once it could be stabilized, um, actually, when they first stabilized, this is Procter & Gamble, who were originally soap makers and tallow makers. And when they first stabilized cottonseed oil in the early 1900s, about 1910 or so, when they, this process was discovered, they looked at that and they said, oh, we'll sell that as soap. Like the, <laughs> and actually, a lot of your soaps are made from oils. That's what you know, a lot of soaps are. And, and then they looked at it and they said, well, that actually looks a lot like lard. Why don't we try to sell it as lard? So, um, and this is in, uh, 1911. So they figured that out and they, they, um, and they had a number of names for they eventually landed on this idea of Crisco. And that was the introduction of vegetable oils as a commercial product into the, into the human food supply, really. That was really the beginning of it as a commercial product. And they were brilliant about how they went about marketing this product. And they did it, um, have to understand, you know, in America, in the early uh, 1900s, particularly in America, everybody wanted the new, well, um, almost every society, everybody wants the new and the modern, and so this was... Um, they would market Crisco as something I'm going to quote now that comes from the book of Crisco while Crisco may be a shock to the older generation born in an age less progressive than our own it is a modern woman is glad to give up butter and lard just as her grandmother quote her grandmother was happy to forego the fatiguing spinning wheel so it was like supposed to be a liberation it was also marketed in contrast to the Always, uh, sort of sordid conditions of animal slaughter and extraction of animal fats, and but Crisco was made in um, sparkling bright rooms and clean countertops and chemistry labs, and and they little, white and quote white enamel covers metal surfaces um, to contrast it to the conditions of, of of making animal fats. So and it was incredibly successful. I mean, they really there's in at the They sold cookbooks and all kinds of pamphlets, and they marketed it, and at the end they said, you know, in every cookbook in America, butter is crossed out and Crisco is put, and butter and lard are crossed out and Crisco is put in its place. And that is what happened.
7: So this got me to thinking... This sounds like an Edward Bernays thing.
6: Yeah, absolutely, it does. <laughs> you know, I've I want two things. I've seen literally seen old uh, cookbooks from grand grandmothers mm-hmm. that, that have Crisco as an ingredient. Oh yeah, no, they are still
7: job. in there. Yeah,
6: and, and can, can we just take a moment to well, pra- well I mean, we live in just, Oklahoma, We live in Oklahoma now, so let's take a moment to praise Reed Drummond. Okay. You don't know who that is? No. I love that you don't know who that is. I bet at least 50% of the audience knows who it is. It's the Pioneer Woman. She lives up north, and but she has all these different cookbooks and everything. She's on the Food Network. She's from, I think, up in Osage County. She she got famous like 10 years ago, writing blogs about moving to the country. But one of the big criticisms of all of her food is she uses too much butter. <laughs> so Oh, good for her. Let's phrase yeah. V to Reed Drummond. Anyway, go ahead.
7: Yeah. So... It's actually the story of Crisco, not the book of Crisco, and it's in the show notes if people want to check it out. All right, and so I'm reading through this thing, and I'm thinking this has got to be Edward Bernays. Like this is this is a, a Bernays project. So the timeline doesn't totally match up. So Crisco starts uh, 1911. Edward Bernays is not officially hired by Procter and Gamble until. I think uh, 1923, because it was he was doing the World War One propaganda. That's where he got his start, and then after that, he worked for Procter and Gamble, and he did the whole Ivory Soap contest and yada yada. So this is, but I, either the person who did it then top Bernays, and is kind of left out of the equation, or this is an Edward Bernays thing because the, is it the Bernays whole cookbook f- thing the Crisco the you know, oh, you know, progressive whatever.
6: Isn't Bernays credited with the bacon and eggs going
7: together for breakfast? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's credited with all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, the uh, porches tur- of freedom to get turns women out to he's smoke.
6: not yeah. wrong on the bacon and eggs. Like, that's a lot of animal fat and that's awesome. <laughs>
7: Yeah, I mean he he would push whatever whoever was paying him. I don't think he was. Uh, um, I don't think he believed or disbelieved what he was saying necessarily. Although he tried to get his wife not to smoke, even though he was pushing cigarettes, you know, on women. <laughs> public, public relations
6: pioneer Edward Bernays changed that Bernays used Uncle Sigmund Freud's ideas To help convince the public, among other things That bacon and eggs were the true all-American breakfast Anyway, he took Floyd's, or, Freud's complex ideas On unconscious psychological motivations And applied them to the new field of public relations On another note, I have some very sad news for you I believe rap game Edward Bernays Sold his Twitter handle earlier today <laughs>
7: He sold it? Yes. <laughs> well, good for him.
6: His <laughs> <laughs> last post literally was, this is bored. Yeah, bored with this. Who wants to take over rap games over Brene? Taking silent bids for DMs. <laughs> One hour later, sold. <laughs> wow. <laughs> sold it, so who knows? I
7: wonder if he got as much as Matt Drudge got for Drudge Report. Probably I not. Probably yeah. not. Probably anyway, not. sorry I keep distracting us. Let's go. <clears throat> All right. Well, so <laughs> just the the Edward Bernays connection. I you know it's the there. One. I think it's well, like I said, the timeline doesn't exactly match up. But Edward Bernays did work for Procter and Gamble promoting Crisco. So whether he was responsible for that story of Crisco book or not is apparently wasn't. At least responsible for the first edition of it, but uh, very interesting there. I don't know. It, people can look it up in the show notes and read it for themselves. And does this sound like something Edward Bernays would write? I would say yes. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, and it's, if you don't know who Edward Bernays is, that's, you're, you're probably a somewhat new listener. It's kind of a, a theme. Def- the definitely, theme a th- here, definitely yeah. a theme of the show. Yeah, definitely worth looking up there. So, another theme of the show is the use of the word poison. So let's play the the Chris Nobby Seed Oils poison clip. It's a short one. Oh, Timothy, I had
6: this loaded, but you,
7: yeah, I can, I know, I can, then I went I can, to a different. I can
6: only one. load so many clips. That's the hard part about this little thing. Okay, I can only have so many in here. Chris Snow, seed oil is poison. Sorry,
7: got it. Oh. Do, do 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 do
6: do do do. They accepted their first uh, transgender uh, on
7: Jeopardy recently. So and I'll just make it easy on you. The we'll go to the seed oil conclusion from after this one.
4: Processed foods are driving virtually all of this.
7: Sorry.
6: Hey, hey, (laughs) Hallie.
4: Sorry. Processed foods are driving virtually all of this chronic disease of the processed food components. And there's basically only four. It is the seed oils that are the primary drivers because they are the biological poisons. They are poisons, plain and simple. If you consume 100% of your fats from traditionally raised animals, whether they be on land, at sea, or from fresh water, and you consume no processed foods, you are likely to be extremely lean, healthy, and live a long and healthy good life. You're gonna probably look like a Maasai warrior. And if you're not that way now, eat like that. You'll start getting that direction. You'll move that direction. On the other hand, if you consume 100% of your fats from the polyunsaturated vegetable oils, you will rapidly become ill, severely metabolically deranged, stunted growth in childhood, almost certainly overweight and or obese in adulthood, and your life Will be cut extremely short you 'll meet your end extremely prematurely. This is a scientifically proven mathematical certainty, and it has been known for over a hundred years
7: <laughs> the the Having been known for over a hundred years is kind of the kicker yeah you know and there's there's a good uh, Twitter thread from Mr. Salozo on the Dwight D Eisenhower heart attack and what, and the impact that that made. So 1955 Eisenhower had a heart attack while playing golf and heart attacks went from non-existent pre Crisco, you know, so it was like it beyond rare. It was, it didn't happen to uh, in 1955, it was happening more and more. And then it happened to the president of the United States. And what did they say was the problem? Saturated fats. You're eating too many eggs and, you know, too much meat and too much butter. We need to, to go all in on these seed oils instead. So they uh, went with exactly the wrong Solution to the problem that they created, <laughs> they they prescribed the exact thing that had caused the problem in the first place. So. Wow! That's... And Eisenhower was also smoking four packs of cigarettes a day, but you know, <laughs> could have been a problem too. Yeah, I mean, but
6: were they lucky strike? I heard, <laughs> which is four, no. Well, I mean, four to five doctors. But recommend (laughs) Lucky Strikes I mean it's 1950s. It was a different time For cigarettes Yeah Well I'm gonna Make a confession Confessions of a Lowly podcaster I got some Lozenges here And I thought Surely This doesn't have a
7: No it It does (laughs) In the In the lozenge Has
6: seed oil Third from the end Corn syrup It's got It's got corn syrup No it's corn syrup A seed oil Yes. Okay, well it's got corn syrup. Okay, so we got two then. But we also have soybean oil. Oh, soybean
7: oil is everywhere.
6: Yeah. Uh, I'm real excited to see what crops are growing up around me here. Because I'm seeing a lot of planting. We'll see what hmm. kind of crops are going
7: to be put up. Yeah. Yeah, you you don't want to see like the Syngenta (laughs) signs or, I don't know, all the... Monsanto, all yeah. the Monsanto product signs, but it could could be I don't know, who knows? Uh, hopefully, you know the raw milk people are are planting some organic stuff out there. Yeah, and the co-op that we just found does that as well. So, <clears throat> yeah, there's, you know, it it's it's basically splitting right now. So we've got the more and more awareness of this. And more and more people saying like, okay, let's grow organic. Let's support organic farmers. I don't care if it's more expensive or not. Like this is what we're going to do. And on the other side, there is, oh, you know, everything's getting more expensive and, you know, carbon, and we need to do uh, more plant-based foods. Mm. And this um, – I, I Caught up on the Robert F Kennedy Jr. Defender podcast. Okay, some great stuff in there.
5: Man. Okay,
7: I missed the you know I missed the John Stockton interview, but uh, people should go back and listen to that. But there's there's been a, a lot of good stuff on there, and it's it's interesting for a number of reasons. But it's interesting because it's mainly like liberals on there that he's friends with and works with and. But they're coming to all the same conclusions as the uh, supposed, you know, right-wing uh, carnivore bros. <laughs> well, I mean, they're they're the originals, really. I mean,
6: you would expect yeah. Kennedy's son to be hanging out with super crunchy granola liberals that are going to be more onto this kind of food stuff. Yeah.
7: So, so it, if there's something you want to go to, we can or... I've got a few RFK Jr. I do want to go to something real quick. Okay, go for
6: it. This is very, very sad for me, but I'm going to read this anyway. Search engine censorship test results. Find out which search engine is the best and least censored. After hearing the unfortunate news that DuckDuckGo had deranked the gateway pundit from search results and announced that it was going to start censoring Russian dif- disinformation, I decided to get some alternative search engines to see how they compared against Google and Bing results. The results were pretty shocking to me. Here's a grid showing the highlights, but it's worth uh, reading the test results because the snapshot doesn't tell the whole story. Google passed ten, or excuse me, passed two out of ten tests. Bing, 7 out of 10, DuckDuckGo, 5 out of 10, Brave, 4 out of 10, Quant, 5 out of 10, StartPage, 1 out of 10, Mojik, 6 out of 10, Yandex, 9 out of 10, Result Hunter 3 out of 10. Clear winner by a massive margin was Yandex. Not only did it pass tests, but it passed them with the highest quality results out of any of the search engines I found. I found uh, Bing, DuckDuckGo, and Quant Mojik managed to squeak by with poor quality results. It's almost as if they de- delisted or deranked the major conservative sites, but didn't want to return to MSM sources because they were knew the query terms didn't fit the MSM narrative. So they all had, to, had left to serve more obscure websites. Anyway, this goes on and on and on. And I just wanted to talk about it because It's sad. Just like that, DuckDuckGo becomes Google, one-time free search engine now, downranks conservative content, and bans the gateway pundit. Uh, Yeah. That's that's the story, and this is near and dear to my heart, because anybody who's listened to the show for a long time knows that way back in episode 93 of this podcast, I interviewed the PR guy for DuckDuckGo. And I actually listened to a little bit of it uh, earlier today because I knew I was going to talk about this tonight. When I interviewed him was shortly after the Edward Snowden thing had happened. And there was a website called prismbreak.org and it gave all these uh, alternatives. And he talked about his you know huge income, or excuse me, huge increase in searches that came in just shortly after the Snowden stuff. But when I spoke to him, He and the CEO, Gabriel Weinberg, and two other people were the only ones in the home office in Philadelphia. And they came on a little podcast like this, talked to me for 20 minutes, and explained exactly what was going on. And I've personally always loved their search. I know James used them for a while. Uh, I don't think Andrew really liked it that much. But it always made me laugh when, Andrew, you can't find stuff. And you're like, the Google foo for hiding this is really good. And I'm like, one query from DuckDuckGo, boom, it's the first result. So it's sad. And I want to mark the passing of DuckDuckGo as being sad. You've turned me on to Neva, which is kind of interesting. I think it's a Google... Guy who jumped ship and you have to pay for your search. I'm also using brave search because I use the brave browser but
7: its' at but apparently the- brave's not good either according to that list
6: according to that list but I don't I'm a little weirded out by his terms like it passes this test or that test so anyway, yeah. I, I don't know I, the brave guy I kind of like you know Mr. Mm-hmm. I got kicked out of Mozilla for saying. Marriage should be between a man and a woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna make my own stuff. So I kind—I always kind of lean in his direction. I've been using Brave for years, so anyway, using Brave search on some of mine and Neva on others. But uh, sad day, sad day. I never thought this would—not uh, never, but it—it just—it's just lame. It's just lame, and it was sad to hear that podcast from 2013 because they were all excited and they had all this growth potential and they were going to do what was right. And, uh, yeah, I guess pour, pour one out,
7: <laughs> pour one out
6: for duck, Duck go. It's a sad day.
7: Uh, and Corbett did a episode of solutions watch on pre-search, so which I thought
6: was good. Yeah.
7: Yeah. You know, so I don't, did you listen to that?
6: I did. His, and his story was something, man. He was like, yeah. the one, he was like really fighting with Google, hard and fast really early on
7: i haven't found pre-search to be super user-friendly but i also haven't given it too much of a chance yeah so i've been using neva on
6: i think this computer that i'm on now Mm -hmm. um and then i've been using brave search on other stuff (sighs) not loving brave search neva's been okay but Brave Search, hopefully it'll get better. I do love Brave Search. Oh, and I have to I have to mention this one thing. DuckDuckGo was almost worth it just for the bangs. If you use mm-hmm. bang, you remember what those are? Yeah, with the exclamation yes, point. Yes. I used a bang for everything. You could like literally just type in and then just, you know, bang or exclamation point E. And it would go straight to eBay and it would search eBay or, you know, exclamation point YT. People at work would be like, What in the world? How did you even do that? Like you just went straight from the search bar to YouTube. That's crazy.
7: It was <laughs> oh that was such a cool shortcut. So anyway. Once well, research has the you know, you can click one of the sites if you just want to search that site but that's cool but anyways pour out
6: one for for my homies at DuckDuckGo. i don't know what in the world gabriel weinberg was thinking but you know now they've gotten just you know it seems like the more successful you get the more money comes rolling in the, the easier it is to sell out i guess i don't know they're gonna yeah. delist derank rank all russian propaganda misinformation
7: because- that is well, and it's, it also comes from an arrogance of thinking that you know who's yeah. telling the truth and who isn't. So yeah. it, it could be that he, you know, this is 100%. He's not selling out. He's doing what he thinks is right. But it comes from a, a place of arrogance where you think that you can, you know, that it's your job to control what information people can see and what they can't see. And that was the whole you know, amazing innovation of the search engine was that it allowed you to see tons of different stuff on a subject instantly.
6: That was one of the things I actually mentioned in the podcast or the interview when I spoke to him. It's weird how a search engine can change the way you think to search. Once Mm you learn a search engine well, you know which kind of words, even if they're jumbled up, will work right. And so now we all have to kind of learn... Right.
7: Different stuff. So yeah, you, yeah. Get, you gotta. I I need to get my phone switched off a of DuckDuckGo. I don't know where to go though. I uh, go to settings. So well, no, I'm saying what search engine to. Oh, switch it to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, well, in it's
6: interesting. Yandex, according to that one, that guy, that guy, because Yandex, I believe, is Russian. So maybe that guy's just carrying water for Putin. <laughs> Well, um, real quick, there's one of the things I've been uh, kind of concerned about is the inflation that's mm-hmm. been happening. You know, prices are rising and the gas prices are rising. So I think
7: you're the only one concerned about that,
6: Tim. No, I know. I, I know <laughs> that. But let's just check in real quick with the vice president on inflation. She, if she oh, can okay. help us explain it. Hold on a
7: second. Oh, good. Yeah,
6: Thanks. yeah. Uh, prices have gone
9: up.
6: Oh okay, well never mind, I guess guess we're good. We just Have you ever just thought
7: about the passage of time? I mean how important that is. Time just passes by.
2: The governor and I and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. Right? the significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day
9: in the life of our children.
6: But Kamala, what what? Is going on? What's, what's going on with inflation, Kamala? <laughs>
9: prices have gone
6: up. All right. That, that explains <laughs> it to me. I feel
7: like, yeah, I feel like that's,
6: like, I, I mean, it's a good point. I, mean, I hadn't even thought
7: of it that way, really. Yeah, it actually, the fuller clip even, you know, that was the highlight. It, it goes downhill from there. Like, well, you know, it's like, well, it's Putin, right? I mean, it's Putin's fault. Time-traveling <laughs> Putin went back in time and drove the prices up. We should have the the Joe Biden saying, like, people say, it, whatever. I forget exactly what he said. Something it makes me mad. People saying that inflation is because government's spending all this money. That's not it at all. I'm tired That's, of this. <laughs> I'm tired. It's like, well, you might be tired of it. But that, you know, depending on your definition of inflation, when you massively increase <laughs> the money supply that is inflation Hey, the,
6: while we got her here i just want to touch base like what's going on like with gas prices is there any is there any reprieve with gas prices uh,
9: prices have gone up
6: oh okay i didn't think of that that's that's true though i guess they have been going yeah. up
7: they recently passed in oklahoma what they were before i left oregon
6: Oof. Pretty close. That's so. rough. Yeah, that's rough. So. Well, uh, not to get too off topic, but uh, I caught a good clip this week from a gentleman named Scott Armstrong. Nice. And he was talking to uh, Ryan Christian. So thought I'd uh, play this little ditty.
9: What we just talked about. Is the first part, right? The yeah. mask conversation, all the links, the studies from before. We were laying it all out, and we were the most ridiculous idiots of all time. I have no idea what we're talking about. You guys don't understand science, right? And then and, and it was consistent, including the masks, cloth masks. Lena Wen comes out and says, No, cloth masks don't work. Gottlieb comes out the next day, different channel, different side of the paradigm, and says, No, oh, no, they don't, they never work. Then on a dime, we see the entire mainstream media just act like that's of course of course, you dummy. Mm-hmm. Of course, cloth masks don't work. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy to me is nobody takes a moment and goes, Okay, what changed? Mm-hmm. What what where show me the new information you just received that makes you so convinced that's not I'm not disagreeing. I, I continue to say none of them have statistically significant effect on transmission. But just because two people state it, the media just goes, Of course, fact. Like, why can't we reflect on that? Like no new evidence was presented. The evidence that they point to was always there. That means either the entire media apparatus and the government were too dumb to recognize it was there, despite people like us waving it in their face, or they didn't care. And they only now introduce it because there's a narrative shift. Only two things that make sense. And I do believe that most people see that. It's pretty painfully obvious today.
10: Yeah. Yeah. And, but also, you know, the, the cognitive dissonance and just the spell that they've cast over people and the mind control is so thick that people are, I mean, they are falling for it, but I just love it. Like, keep, keep doing this, keep making fools of yourself. Like this is the only thing they have left is just over the top lies and exaggeration. And, and just, you know, the censorship is, as you well know, is probably going to continue to increase. So as we're going up to elections, you know, it's just like, you oh, know, yeah. we can speculate forever. Like, like this is a big year. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even know if they're going to, they're going to have to be like, dude, we can't, have an election this year. We got to figure out a way to like
9: postpone this thing or something, because it's all over, man. Like, I think like, gonna, I think they're going to push in the right. You've heard both sides go like, well, they're going to cheat. So we're going to cheat. Yeah. Gee, I wonder what's going to happen this time. Yeah. Every, each side's going to be like, they're cheating. It's like, yeah. the Wizard of Oz. you know, it's going to be yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah. That's what's going to happen.
7: Yeah. Would, I don't know. Not that I necessarily want to start talking about politics, but you think they're just going to let us, let all the Democrats get voted out? I don't know. I mean, not that that really solves anything, but, you know, it's, is this how Pelosi just like, oh yeah, we'll just let them wipe us out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 well, and then what's
6: going on with the... Uh, Get, do you mind if i excuse me rant for a second here i don't even know if i can with the current state of my throat um so do you think that there's a good percentage of the American people who just heard about hunter biden's laptop <laughs> like there's been very it's been, it's been very as hadn't heard of it
7: Oh no, he was saying he was it was Ashley Biden's diary that he hadn't previously heard of. Tell the New York Times story.
6: Nothing makes me I mean, nothing this week. We'll just say this week. Nothing this week makes me madder other than waking up coughing. Um than this. This is this is insane. I watched every stupid video that was available, saw every horrible picture that was available, saw uh Chinese dude, like I had to get a VPN to watch a Chinese uh, talk show with subtitles as they live stream the content of what was on the laptops. Okay. The, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bannon was like a guest on this show in Chinese.
7: Oh, really? Okay. It, it, but this was a year ago two years it's like yeah. 18 months ago no no it's that long ago
6: and the, the text messages where he talks about don't talk to my uh uh therapist all this I read all that stuff I mm-hmm. saw the com- you know and 4chan and and, and conspiracy read it and everybody was like doing their normal thing where they had like okay here is what's admitted to be. Bo Biden, his brother's daughter, on the beach, wearing a swimsuit. Here's this weird birthmark she has on her leg. Here's a naked person in bed with, with Hunter Biden. This is the same birthmark. I saw it all. All of yeah. it. I talked about it on the show. It's this guy's getting like a with, a... with a prostitute, and he's smoking crack. And... <clears throat> I don't know, man. It just... It just really, really, really irritates me that now it's admitted in the New York Times, and it looks like both you and I have this in our perspective folders,
11: but Sorry. Biden's
6: handlers are preparing to eject him and Kamala from the American Greatness
7: article. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was an interesting take. But it, I mean they're circling the wagons now it's admitted that
6: the stuff on the laptop according because apparently it takes the old gray lady 18 months to admit something what backroom deal was cut who didn't pay the blackmail money where now this is out
7: mm-hmm. well it's interesting timing with Ukraine too right I mean this is so it's, it's still it, this all could still go away you know, even though it's admitted to be real and what have you, this is there's still a whole chunk of the population that to this day doesn't know about the Hunter Biden laptop, or you know, okay. will believe that it's fake or will believe that. It, so it, it's leveraging. It's either the the take you know that article I put in and and you had seen as well, where it's they're actually taking them. Going to take Biden and Kamala out, or this is just to keep him in line. But the, he's such a such an obvious puppet. I don't think they need to. There's nothing you need to keep him in line for. The guy's that doesn't have an independent thought. He can't put together a coherent like. I wanted to do this instead. It, you know, it's just he's, not. he's irritable. Like he just gets mad if he has yeah, to like, he do stuff yeah, on he, his own. Yeah. <clears throat> so <laughs> I didn't, did you see the, um, oh, I, well, anyway, it, you kind of need the visuals for it, but uh, someone put together, um, you know, Rodden burgundy type clip with Joe Biden, where he, he reads the instructions, you know, like <laughs> end of quote and stuff like that like, emphasize this, or, I do Right, know. It's, right. It's, it's so obvious, though. It makes me think, like, oh, uh, well, you know, like, figuring out Joe Biden as a puppet is not, like, <laughs> I don't think, you know, that's where the, the rabbit hole goes. Wait, Joe Biden's a puppet? What? <laughs> so. Well, no, of course not. But
6: yeah. on a level where you and me are, and we can talk about this. Is he still useful?
7: Yeah, who who's still buying Joe Biden? I don't know. Like, I don't that's, know that so he, that's that's and that's kind of what the article. is. I don't know is. that anyone ever was, really. I mean, 81 million votes, that's the joke, but it's oh. most popular president in history, man. <laughs> so and this is uh no agenda was playing some old clips today from, you know, old Joe Joe Biden warmongering clips. And we've played some of those too. Because the, the biggest, you know, he's basically Lindsey Graham. This is like the, the Democrat version of Lindsey Graham getting elected president. <laughs> there's they're just, I mean, no one likes Joe Biden. Yeah, <laughs>
6: there's, I hate to say this. I really hate to say this. But like to, to really explain my disdain for this man. I'd rather have John Kerry than this guy. <laughs> like I think I'd rather have almost anybody than this guy. I definitely wouldn't rather have Nancy, but I think Kerry, maybe, I mean, who's really running it? is it's just that's 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 the that's the scariest thing is well, that we see Western democracies and all these Western, you know come countries that are being held up as uh, you know, these these people are in charge. But but they are not they are they are not in charge at all. This is a joke. This mm-hmm. is a this is a
7: well. Is a, <clears throat> I thought I'm going to point you to the RFK Jr. on Obamacare and Pharma Capture clip. Okay. Um, so I thought his perspective was very interesting as an insider in the Democratic Party. Like this is lifelong Democrat uncle was president of the U S his father would have become president of the U S if he hadn't been assassinated. And so this is coming from a place of, you know, he knows these people like he knows Justin Trudeau yeah. personally. He knows a, a lot of the U S bigwigs, uh, you know, especially in California. And this is something that I think we knew, but he, 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 he puts the um, the whole story together really well here. So
3: RFK Jr. on Obamacare and pharma. Past Obamacare, he couldn't do it unless he got the pharmaceutical companies on board. So he had to make a compromise. And pharmaceutical companies have always been the enemies of the Democratic Party. But he made the compromise with them that we, if they supported Obamacare... Uh, he would give them the ability to sell their drugs to Medicare without bargaining, uh, to basically name their price and have Medicare and Medicaid buy their drugs, and that made uh, you know, that's what Biden was talking about this week. Is we pay more for pharmaceuticals than any com- country in the world, and it's because of that deal and that got all the pharmaceutical companies on board with Obamacare. And all of a sudden, for the first time, Democrats, because they were supporting Obamacare, were able to justify taking money from pharmaceutical companies. Uh, Democrats were usually the much poorer party because the only people that Democratic candidates and congressional members, most of them, I'm talking about the general rule, was that they couldn't take money from chemicals or oil companies or tobacco companies or pesticide companies or big agriculture. And there are a lot of exceptions, but this was generally the truth. And the only people they really could take big money who could write them big checks was organized labor and trial lawyers. And all of a sudden they had an industry that Democrats could take money from, which is the pharmaceutical industry, without taking a lot of you know heat from without, in their own party. And so Democrats became hooked on pharmaceutical money. And then in 2016, when all of these vaccine mandates, you know, you had a couple of measles outbreaks and there started to be mandates in most of the states and the abandonment of religious exemptions and philosophical exemptions, and even medical exemptions in New York and California. The people pushing those bills were mainly Democrats, although it was still very fluid. You know, you had Democrats and Republicans on both sides, but it was being driven by Democrats. And then during the Trump campaign, Trump came out several times and said that he believed that vaccines could cause autism and for democrats that became a potent political issue because they could say he's as crazy on this and went in the same dumpster as his climate change denialism and then it became a culture war issue and it became a tribal issue and it, it was really kind of a badge of of membership and of rectitude in the democratic party and i think that you know i watched this happen over a couple of decades And, you know, even when I was younger, it was the Democrat, the Democrats created these agencies like NIH and CDC and FDA and HHS. Those were all Democratic programs and the Republicans were always hostile to those agencies. And the Democrats found themselves in kind of this permanent posture of defending those agencies from Republican attacks, from defamation, but also from budget cuts. And so it was natural for them to take that posture of surrender. They didn't notice that while they were facing the outside world with the regulatory agencies behind them, the regulatory agencies were systematically being hollowed out. And captured by the industry they're supposed to regulate, and turned in ultimately into the subsidiaries for those those industries. And the Democrats really noticed that the the agencies they were defending were no longer public health agencies; they were, you know, pharmaceutical promotion agencies. And I didn't mean to go on for so long, right? it's an interesting subject of how this happened, and one that you know I find really fascinating. How did the Democrats suddenly become uh, the? Um, party of pharma
7: the party of pharma hmm that's interesting (laughs) yeah i thought thought it was because it's it's not like he you know it's not an outsider's perspective it's an insider's perspective but at the same time you know it's like and he's the person he's talking to is also a big liberal environmentalist, you know, kiss the ground documentary about global climate change is going to kill us all, you know, but they they've now been shunned over the vaccine thing. So it's kind of, you know, we, we talk about the, from a spiritual perspective, you're going to be on one side of the fence or the other, but from a, just a political side, like the vaccine things kind of overridden everything. It's kind of created a new, a new politics.
6: Yeah. Did you see the, the study that came out that basically showed the more, uh, shots that you got COVID vaccines that you got, the more willing you were to go to war with Russia.
7: Yeah. It's like, it's basically a, a study of how susceptible are you to propaganda? Do you support this current thing? Did you support that current thing? Yeah.
6: Andrew, I guess I guess this is a good time to tell you, but I uh I support the current thing, Andrew. <laughs>
7: you support the current thing? Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah, there's uh I didn't put it in the folder, but Paul Joseph Watson has a good video on just the you know, the, the people that are so far into this, that they're actually going to Ukraine and thinking this is a good idea. <laughs> and he's, the, you know, talking about what's happening to them. And, you know, these guys are getting over there and the Ukrainians are like, okay, front lines, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, man, I want to go home. Well, like I just, I was just doing it for the Reddit, the Reddit props you know and that's a propaganda it's a powerful drug absolutely but, yeah so even you know forget kennedy's political party his own family has has had to like come out and say oh he's crazy no you know vaccines are good no one no one else believes that. Don't well, don't ch- throw us all under the bus.
6: Cheryl like tried to walk back the invitation that they sent out for a party. You, you hear about that?
7: So sh- Cheryl being his wife, yeah. Cheryl Hines, I think is the yep,
6: yep. Larry Curb enthusiasm. enthusiasm wife. Yeah. That's his wife. Yeah. Yeah. But they invited to some house party in uh, or dinner party. And he said no vaccines or masks required. And then she like had to like follow up like, well, no masks, but we might be checking vaccine or something to that effect. Like she didn't, she, I don't (laughs) know. She tried to walk it back a little bit, but yeah.
7: So this is uh, kind of related to a couple of earlier things, but uh, so the person RFK is talking to in that conversation we just listened to is uh, John Rulak. And so this is earlier in the conversation. He asked about, uh, Cheryl's propensity for eating impossible burgers. And if that's a good idea,
3: of course she does. (laughs) Let me ask you a a question that I think a lot of people wonder about it. I think about this every time my wife and we go out to lunch she always orders the Impossible Burger. Is that a good health choice? Let me ask it's you. And is it a good environmental kind of choice? It is not.
11: That's like a lot. That's like a softball thrown to a to a a, a hitter. Um, unfortunately, the industrial ag, Monsanto, Bayer, um, you know the fertilizer companies. They they had a real problem. People didn't want to buy industrial foods, killing bees, destroying top soils, you know, causing death zones in the in the uh, Gulf of Mexico, and so they they came up with a new term. So how can you how can you repackage a, a dysfunctional degenerative system? And the new term is called plant based. You know, as a company, I was one of the we I pioneered organic, plant based. You know, whether it's hemp seeds or coconut oil, and uh, you know many of our customers, uh, many many of the top you know, vegans and, and plant-based people in the United States eat Nativa products and, you know, we were certified organic and a possible came along. It's got G, they're basically taking GMO soy and then a GMO, um, you know, fake blood. They put in all sorts of different other ingredients from GMO corn, uh, natural flavors, etc. And it's not healthy. And it, it, just to give you a sense of where, of every seed, and you of course you're aware, but this, every seed Every GMO seed is dipped in neonics, The GMO of corn and soy, and that neonic, as it's like as a protection. And they in France, they're banning it in agriculture like that. And so then, as that plant grows, it, it expresses the because it's been coated in the seed, it expresses that toxin at the gene level. And so in the morning, well, what,
3: explain what neonics
11: is. Neonics is a, is a is a very toxic. Pesticide that some say is way more toxic than Roundup.
7: Oh, way more toxic than Roundup. That's great, but you gotta love the you gotta love the fake blood too. Like, uh,
3: make the fake blood.
7: <laughs> he gets more into the process. I didn't clip it, but it is interesting. So yeah, so when you hear plant based. The interpretation is highly processed GMO garbage. That's kind of the... <clears throat> so and with pl- plenty of seed oils thrown Sh- in. Cheryl,
6: knee-deep in the liberal Democrat Party in California, eating her Impossible Burger. Uh, my wife, here in uh, the uh, center of Oklahoma, kind of in the country, reports back, nobody buys that stuff. Every yep. place I've been, she's like, especially around here, every place I've been, full. Like, oh, that's... stocked up. <laughs> It's going to be some and big that, changes before that had changes well, around here.
7: Oh, yes, they're working on it.
6: They're working they, on it.
7: They're working on it. They're going to try to, you know, this is why Bill Gates bought up all the farmland. Like this is the stuff that he is growing is for these plant-based products.
6: So didn't we determine that I could have two to three cows on this property? I think I That was about the. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
7: Something yeah, like that. So
6: that's so, which is uh, that's enough. It's enough. I, but I, I think you gotta have. Gotta, I mean. But then, do you have to have a bull, or can you take one of your female cows to a bull, get them inseminated or whatever? <laughs>
7: if you want more
6: cows, yeah, yeah. I think yeah Andrew, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be uh, eating. You're... I'm trying to be eating fat, animal fat, for a long time because this is what <laughs> these idiots are gonna do. Yep. They're, gonna, they're gonna try and shoot this all down and make us eat bugs. Yep.
7: That is exactly what they're going to do as soy and bugs. And, and more soy bugs. you now with GMO crickets. Uh one more. Maybe it's just me that was interested, but uh RFK, John Rulak, and Lyme disease. Oh, He's yeah. A, no, I'm definitely uh, interested, my friend. He's a fellow Lyme disease person
11: and and then when i was 40 right when i started up nativa i got bit by a tick i didn't think much about it but a year later
6: uh yeah i'd be interested in this andrew
11: (laughs) i was having a hard time walking and and it took me a while to figure out that i had lyme disease and essentially I was in a startup mode of a company as a semi-cripple, and it was hard for me to walk upstairs. Before you continue, let me just ask you, were you living on the East Coast at that time? No, I was living in Sonoma County in, um, uh, in Northern California. So Sonoma County, it was probably
3: an unusual disease at that point and more difficult to diagnose.
11: Yeah, there wasn't as many people. I went to a Lyme specialist, I took every antibiotic uh, in, in the book that they recommended one after another after another, just kept, I mean literally just touching my leg was searing pain. And then I came to a realization, I was very angry about it, came to realization that I could focus on gratitude for what I've had in my life. I had 40 years of really good health. Not everybody gets 40 years of good health. And then out of the blue, I got a phone call of a friend of a friend said that they also had Lyme disease and they went down to a clinic in Mexico. I talked to the doctor, I went down there, and after six days of uh, IV treatments of vitamin C and ozone, I could run. <clears throat> a few years later, I was doing triathlons. Today, I com- I play basketball against 20 and 30-year-old guys. I'm, uh, and so I've had a basis of being healthy and being in the food business, I dealt with the FDA. The FDA uh, was threatening our industry, saying we couldn't say non-GMO, you know, uh, in around 2010. So w- when this COVID thing happened and I started to research, after about a year, I started talking to my friends who were, who were doctors, I realized something wasn't right. And I had to make a choice. I could either just go along with the narrative and not, and not and, and have a nice semi-retired life, or I could do... What was right for the people? what was right for, for our, our health, and also for the environment? I mean, COVID and vaccines are horrible. the greenhouse gas emissions, the hospital waste, the lost lives. And I like, how are they going to cancel me? I already sued the DEA back in 2002 and won that lawsuit. So, so people kind of know me as someone who takes on you know powerful interests. So I made that decision. I realized I was jumping into something where I could be harassed and attacked, and I have. M- you know, many of my many of my friends won't speak to me. They say they're I'm losing it, etc. Et yeah, I consider myself liberal and progressive, and I find a lot of my friends and who are of similar ideology, who are health focused, who know about the immune system. We haven't moved we haven't changed and we find other other liberals and democrats have become more authoritarian they're actually moving to the right in some ways i feel that the modern day democratic party you know not all of them but some of them are actually more authoritarian and yeah yeah they are (laughs)
7: Yeah, that's that's because, because they are more authoritarian. Precisely <laughs> what happened, my friend. Precisely what happened. But I mean, kudos. You know, he associates authoritarianism with the right, which you know. But at least he sees that it's happening. Yeah, That's because you know, he he's. So I thought that was an interesting story, and I do remember that we might have talked about it on the show when they, the FDA. Tried to say you can't put non-GMO on the label. Yes, yeah, we definitely talked about that. Yeah, and it's so now it's like, well, you got you have to pay a bunch of money to <laughs> uh, the G, non-GMO product to yep. get it on non-GMO the, project. The
6: yeah, 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 A yeah. Michael Pollan uh, track, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Well, um, I think we got to play. I, I got one clip left, and I think we should get into the donations. We should talk about donations. So, are you okay to wrap it here and then go into donations?
7: Uh, sure, whatever you want to do.
6: Okay. Well, uh, this is an important clip. This is on Ukraine, and just kind of like a realization that me I came to this last week, and uh, it, this this man also came to this realization. And, and it helped him to kind of form his new per, per personality.
10: Yeah, been a couple weeks since I transformed into a Ukraine guy and gotta say that I'm loving my new personality. Will you guys denounce Russia? Oh, you're still telling people to stay at home and get vaccinated? <laughs> oh, no, no, it's cool. I mean, yeah, whatever works for you, dude. Ukraine for life. Well, you know what I mean, for a couple weeks till we get the next one. This is Putin. i would just sort of give him one of these. Maybe one of these. I was a big Palestine guy, I was a big Afghanistan guy. What's going on there now? Yeah, actually pretty good question. I haven't really checked in on it. <sighs> Are they still doing the whole being a country thing? Oh look, it's Putin's home. You either want America to get in there and start mucking things up, or you love Putin and want to marry him and have sex with him. Yeah, I'm a pretty binary thinker. I'm non-binary in everything else though. Would the dog be willing to denounce Vladimir Putin? I don't
4: want to be on TV, but I don't
10: well We'll remember that, that's all I'm saying that will be remembered. I mean, yeah, in an ideal world, they wouldn't be white, but at least the bad guys are white, you know? I try to look on the bright side. I think we should just be blocking the airspace, and then, you know, Let the cards fall. You know, if it's war, then it's war. It's not like I'm fighting personally. I'm not like some soldier. I mean, if you ask me, Iraq was probably holding the WMDs for Putin. A little industry secret, but if you move on to a new personality, you never really have to be held accountable for how right or wrong you were about your last thing. Found out this is a Russian microwave, so getting rid of that. I won't eat Russian soup. I refuse to eat Russian vodka. Yeah, I know there's other war stuff happening all over the place, but maybe if they wanted people to care, they should get better at going viral. How many TikTok stars does Yemen have out on the forefront. I just put the old thing out of sight out of mind, you know, sort of like Bart Simpson did when he put his guitar in the garage next to his karate outfit in the unicycle. Where's Ukraine? Uh, beside Russia. Where's Russia? Uh, in Russia? I asked my stepdad to formally denounce Putin on his social media and he told me he didn't have social media, so I guess we're not gonna be having a family dinner this week. Yeah, I'm one of the first people to start being about Ukraine once the news started talking about it, so if anything, I'm a bandwagon finder. Censorship also just really gives me a boner, so it's nice to have a new avenue to participate on that front. People wanna post the wrong information about the election, COVID, Ukraine. I mean, yeah, they should be reprimanded. Whether they have their channels taken down or if I had my say, a prison sentence. Cuomo, Fauci, Zelensky. Just a bunch of guys that I would call daddy. All I'm saying is, if you're watching this video right now, you better not be Russian, or there'll be consequences for you to pay. It's crazy. Some people will say that there's propaganda on both sides, when in reality, there's only propaganda on one side. Sorry, I get a little emotional when I'm just thinking of how brave the ghost of Kev was. Uh, Russia should be nuked. That
7: was that was a pretty good one. JP did a pretty good one too. But, oh, you know. I should. I like
6: waking with JP. I should. Too bad I didn't come across that one. That's my bad.
7: Well, you know, I think I mean, he's it, he's tougher to find these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah, yeah. I think, uh, but there's another one that my my wife found. But you know, <laughs> no, if any, if anything, I think Iraq was holding the WMDs for Putin. So. Oh. <laughs> Uh, i mean i i i I was like all about ukraine as soon as they started talking about it so i'm more like a bandwagon finder yeah
7: Yeah, really (laughs) cutting edge edge.
6: (laughs) oh my goodness okay so as you may have noticed we haven't played any advertisements yet because we are a listener supported podcast we do not take any advertisement money from anybody nor will we ever what we do take is donations from listeners who find value in the thing that we're doing and they send us some value back. That is essentially the value for value method. If you get something out of this, then you give something back. If you go to the movies, it's like what? I don't know, twenty four hundred dollars to get you to ticket for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually actually lint a movie recently for the first time in forever. And I was surprised that if you don't just just get in the movie, you can get in for so it's like twenty bucks or just under. Uh, no, maybe it was just over. I don't remember, but for still, two people, yeah, that's not bad, not too bad, but you didn't like you know. You gotta load up your wife's purse with all the the stuff if you are gonna be eating (laughs) anything, because you are not gonna be buying that five dollar candy. And anyway, but if you pay twenty dollars for a movie, hopefully we're 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 providing entertainment or information for that same amount of time. Maybe we're worth twenty bucks, twenty five bucks. Who knows? Maybe we're worth five. Maybe we're worth nothing. It's up to you. That's the cool part about it. So there are several different ways you can donate, and I wanted to talk about those today. One of them is PayPal, which everybody knows about. The other One one
7: day, one day, that's my goal, is that one day we will be banned from PayPal. That'd be cool. The, that'll be like the, we've arrived. Yeah. Uh,
6: also the P.O. Box. So you can, I just, excuse me, I just rene- renewed the P.O. Box, so the P.O. Box is here to stay. So if you want to donate via the P.O. Box, go to revelationsradionews.com backslash support. There's the link to the PayPal. You can say donate. Then there's a link to, or the There's the P.O. Box uh, address. And then down below that, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about. And that is crypto. Been a lot of talk about the crypto here lately. And I wanted to thank someone because Andrew and I received or I received to my Bitcoin wallet a donation. I have no idea who it's from. I have no idea who sent it. But thank you. Because that's the way the Bitcoin wallet works. We can't actually even see. Just the only place that this wallet is posted is here on this website. So I assume you're a listener to the show. And I wanted to thank you. Andrew wanted to thank you. And that is uh, how you donate Bitcoin to the show.
7: Yeah. And we'll we'll get a Monero wallet up there too. The next part just below.
6: So it goes PayPal, uh, P.O. Box, Bitcoin. Then Monero, we have a Monero okay. wallet up there, so we do uh, have a Monero wallet. I was asked yet again by another listener of the show, Chris, up in Kansas City, who I've been talking about for some different stuff, uh, for a Monero wallet address. So I threw it up there, so he has one. We have XRP because even though we badmouthed it the other day as being an elitist and, and whatnot, I believe we've received two or three donations from a gentleman. I believe he's in the Netherlands. Uh, who can't send money any other way without charging uh, some sort of charge so he's been sending just direct xrp which is super cool and so we appreciate that thank you um and then the last one i have up there it's kind of just i don't know i put litecoin up there but if anybody else has a recommendation of uh, uh, crypto that they would like us to have up here
7: please let us know well uh- Peter Goodgame likes the Litecoin. So Does he? Maybe. Yeah.
6: I haven't heard from Peter Goodgame in a very long
7: time. So it's, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have that much to report, just that he's, I know he's a Litecoin fan.
6: There you go. All right. Also, there is a little button that says buy me a coffee. You can buy us a coffee. Looks like those are basically in $5 increments, little donations. We've received a couple of those. So if that is your donation method of choice, then uh, you just click on that one. And I do want to point out that if you donate over $25 in the United States, you get a free copy of the greatest book that's ever been written. (laughs) The New World Order and the Eugenics Wars, A Christian Perspective. Not the greatest book that's ever been written, but it is uh, New World Order and Eugenics Wars, A Christian Perspective. With a I can see into the future back cover from <laughs> Andrew Hoffman with kids and masks. So anyway, uh, do- any donations over 25 of which we have one this week. So let's
7: move along. Do <clears throat> you want don- me to read the donations? Sure, but let's talk.
6: Yeah, go ahead, please.
7: Okay. So let's talk about last week's episode 268. If there was
6: only two people that donated.
7: Uh, they you can probably guess who they are. Who donated? Uh, Danny donated twenty-five dollars. Thank you, Danny, from Medford, Oregon. And Kyle donated fifty dollars from Kent, Washington. Thank you, Kyle and Danny for two sixty eight. Yeah, they produced two sixty-eight. Guess what? They're back for two sixty-nine. Thank you. <laughs> uh, they I don't know if there's like a Something uh, I don't know. They, they need something special for the f- the frequency too. Like yeah, un- I un- agree. You know, We're, maybe a jingle or something probably, to that effect. Yeah, you because know, it if it we it's without them, it would be very likely that we would have zero donations. Some weeks, which would be kind of sad. It so, would be sad. Uh, yeah. Be sad. So, so for two sixty nine. Uh, Danny, $25. Thank you, Danny. And Kyle with $100. Thank you very much, Kyle. And we also had a donation from from Jonathan. Unknown location, was that? And that was a PayPal donation? That is
6: a PayPal donation. I did want to talk to to Jonathan just a moment here. He donated the donation, which I assume is a recurring subscription of one, two, three. Let me tell everybody out there. If everybody donated one, two, three, we would be doing a lot better. It would, it would change Andrew and I's life. Andrew would quit his job and retire right now. He would just invest it all <laughs> <Retire>. in Bitcoin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. It wouldn't be that much, but yeah. if you, everybody donated a dollar, it would be super helpful. However, I did want to point out something to Jonathan, which I don't know if he knows. I appreciate the donation wholeheartedly. Do not see this as looking a gift horse in the mouth, please. But your donation of a dollar twenty three, by the time PayPal got its pound of flesh, became seventy cents. <laughs> so wow! A large percentage of your donation was taken away. I think the higher the donation, the smaller the percentage. But I thought that was interesting. We ended up with seventy cents.
7: Well, if you.
6: Well, anyway, we could talk about about that some other time. But even for tax purposes, yeah, I know what you're going to talk about, and we could talk about it some other time. But yeah, for tax purposes, you can't just do it the other way.
7: We literally are your friends and family. I'll put it that way. (laughs) So, like, this is is a, a friends and family gift, not anything else. So there should be, you know, PayPal shouldn't take any of it. But uh, Yeah, but they do so. And also uh, A P.O. Box donation Yeah, I
6: got a P.O. Box donation
7: I teased this note earlier From Russ in Oak Grove, Minnesota $50, thank you very much Russ And let's hear the note
6: Yeah, for sure a Young Master Kilkenny was excited to open the P.O. Box And find something inside of it I think it feels like he like won Like he's like, Yes, yes it's not empty this time. <laughs> I wish I wish, with my lozenge and my throat issue you could read this, but that's uh, not how this works. It's an actual piece of paper. You can't just send it over the internet. Greetings, Andrew and Tim. I've been tuning into your program for quite a while, so this is well overdue. When I tune in, I feel like I'm hanging out with a couple of like-minded friends, so it seems fitting to drop you a note to be part of the conversation. I initially heard you on Chris White's podcast. Over the past year or two, my eyes have been opened to a world I never would have considered previously. You guys have played a large part in that with your program, and by introducing me to many others, such as James Corbett and the Ice Age Farmer, Though I don't agree with everything from these sources, I am extremely grateful for these resources to get true news from. In case you're interested, here are a few news sources that I've run across that I haven't heard you mention before. You may be familiar with these already, or you may be interested. But it's fun to share, or you may not be interested, but it's fun to share with friends what I'm learning. Again, I'm not in complete agreement with any of them, but I think they offer valuable insights. So one of them is Behind the Deep State with Alex Newman podcast. Have you heard of this one, Andrew?
7: I have not. Sounds very interesting. Yeah, let's go Behind the Deep State. A podcast I've never heard of? How is that? There's so... Four, out of four million podcasts. I thought I knew them all. I mean, yeah, you say that, but like between you and I, there's a lot of podcasts listened to, listen to. <laughs> between the two of us. There's a lot of hours logged each week. It's kind of a small category that we're we're into of,
6: of the four million. But. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, we're not. I'm not necessarily listening to the, uh, you know. Uh, what is it? The fantasy football podcasts or whatever.
7: <laughs> I, I listen to fantasy football podcasts too, but yeah.
6: <laughs> All right, the faith and the faith family and freedom with Curtis Bowers podcast.
7: That's another one. I haven't heard of that one. No, I I don't. I mean, I may have heard the name, but I have not listened to it. I'm typing these in now so I can
6: remember them later. Okay. ADD is a heck of a drug. Sovereign Nations podcast, also called Public Occurrences. Hmm.
7: Okay. Sovereign Nations. You got to type them in. You can't look at it later. I guess it's written here.
6: (laughs) 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 So I could do that. All right. Yeah. Anyway, and a book he just started reading and he's racing through it. In route to global occupation by Gary Kaw, an old book, but still relevant and interesting to me. It's on archive.org. Nice. Mm. Beyond all this, I've been trying to, cons- this is important. I think this is the, this is the meat. This is the, this is the real, uh, animal fat source meat that you need, <laughs> yes. that your body needs beyond all this. I've really been trying to consume and memorize God's word. I've also been praying with more understanding of the world around me than I ever have before. Praying for you guys as well. By the way, I really appreciate your altar call at the end of the podcast several months ago. When applicable, keep preaching. We are so many are seeking truth with a capital T, and I believe God will use your platform. Blessings, Russ from Oak Grove, Minnesota.
7: Great letter. Thank you so much, Russ.
6: Thank you, Russ. And he shared his... uh, his address, so I believe he'll he'll be expecting a book and uh, even a phone number here, which I can pass on to you, Andrew. So, uh, yeah, very cool, Russ. We do appreciate you. And uh, beyond all this, I've been reading and trying to consume and memorize God's word. That's that one kind of struck me a little bit. I'd I spend a lot of time looking at all this stuff and not enough time looking at real truth, which is what's in the Bible. You know?
7: Yeah, yeah. Memorization would be. Would be a good thing. We get got the kiddos in Awana's where they memorize Bible verses, but uh probably be a good thing for me as well. I am enjoying the Bible uh as a podcast. You still doing Just, it? Are you and, still doing the ESV podcast? Well, <clears throat> okay. Full disclosure, I may have skipped most of Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Oh, we're into I can't remember which one of those one of those is just atrocious. Is it Deuteronomy
6: that's like the numbers?
7: We're into uh we're into judges. I'm wait, I'm no, backing train.
6: I think it's literally numbers. I think numbers is the worst.
7: Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Well actually, yeah uh, Leviticus numbers, Deuteronomy. Most of the uh, other the other than Genesis and Exodus, most of the Pentateuch was uh was skipped. But Yeah. Well, good for you. I mean, still, but you've been doing this since back in the well, Northwest. I, so I started a one that just goes straight through. There okay. was one that, um, that was cool as well, where it takes you through in a, a year, but it's a section from different parts every time, which was good too. It's just whatever your preference. But, uh, I was like, oh, I'll try to go through in order, but then, you know, you after Genesis and Exodus, it gets a little rough, but yeah, you know, I've its, a, it's all good from here on out. I've so. always been a big fan of the Bible on your
6: phone because you can read it anywhere. But I'm finding more and more that I think I would enjoy a paper copy at home with a mm-hmm. with a highlighter and really getting getting into it. Does that mean I'm old? I don't want to just use my phone anymore. I think it might mean I'm old. No, oh, I can't
7: even. Yeah. It's bad enough listening to it. I can't imagine reading it on a phone. So, oh yeah, yes, reading it on a phone is the worst.
6: Just because <laughs> the words mean are so much different. <laughs> the uh, anyway, yeah. So I, I should probably do that. I was actually thinking recently. I have I don't know just an absurd amount of highlights saved on my Bible app on my phone. And I was like, you know, a good thing to do might be to like literally sit down with a Bible and like go and with the app and then read each highlight, and then find it, and then highlight it in an actual book.
7: Hmm.
6: Yeah. Because I've, I've been, I got an iPhone in 2012, so we're looking at basically 10 years of me highlighting in this one app. There's a lot of highlights in there. There's a lot of things I thought were important. You mm-hmm.
7: won't always be able to read the Bible on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. That's a, that, that There's a Red Book prediction for me. But That's a great prediction, and I think it's true. I think it's true. Yeah. I think we're not there's there yet. There's a lot yet, of objectionable material in there. So they they haven't tried to go after it yet, but yeah, there's plenty of stuff they can point to. Yeah,
6: like if you're born with a penis, you can't be a girl <laughs> swimmer, like that part. Yeah. Is that, is that the part you're talking
7: about? He, Hezekiah 4.17, yeah.
6: <laughs> Third Corinthians.
7: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
6: Anyway, um, we noticed donations have been down, but uh, I was thinking about this. Inflation's been up. So if you can't afford to donate, please go ahead. If you can't, we're right there with you. We understand. And uh, at least use your money to buy some gr- grass
7: fed beef. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some raw milk.
6: Raw milk if you can get it. Yeah. So much appreciate much much appreciated to all of you for all of you that listen every week for everybody that emails. I got another great email today. Uh, this gentleman has emailed us a couple times. I actually felt bad I hadn't mentioned it. Let me see. But we're always we have always getting good emails from you guys. In uh, this is from Abe, and I believe I don't know if it's Abe from No Agenda. Oh, I but think it. I would it, think so. I would think so too, Abe uh it, yes you can read on the podcast hi i found you via the truth is stranger than fiction love your content i'm letting you know we are aligned in so many ways go to all right i'm gonna throw in your link
7: wait so this is a email today maybe it's someone different
6: uh yesterday yeah maybe yeah
7: because because oh, a Henri abe from has been listening no agenda long- social has been listening for a long time and Talked to us before, so
6: I thought so. Uh, but go please go to my website where you can download my free book on the great deceptions across Earth right now and preparations for the ones to come. I'd value your feedback. Much love, Abe. Hey, and
7: lying signs and wonders.net,
6: lying signs and wonders.net, slaying your giants. Very well put together website here. So many more pictures than my website. (laughs) So many more. But uh, yeah, let's see. Download part one for free. Sample part two. What's really going on with COVID-19? Very cool.
7: What does it say? No rights reserved? No rights reserved. Copy this material. (laughs) This content must be copied, translated, and distributed across the world. And with no prior permissions required. I like it. Perfect.
6: Very cool. Uh, LyingSignsAndWonders.net. I will throw that into the uh, show notes for everybody so they can check it out. But uh, thank you, Abe. Thank you, everybody who donated. For those who haven't donated, you can also just pray for us. This uh, gentleman, Russ just said, he prays for both of us and our families. Please pray for me and my family. This is finally going to come to a head here. We're going to either sell this place or move out, probably within the next month and a half. So, are we going to be living in the country or are we going to find somewhere else? So uh, we found a really great school. My son is uh, really enjoying it. Speaking of memorizing Bible verses, we, we had a parent-teacher conference. Just kind of a humble brag, but we had a parent-teacher conference. And uh, she said that she hands out these coloring sheets and everybody, it's like about a Bible story. And so you color, you know, pictures of the Bible story. But then she goes up to the front of the class and she opens the Bible and she reads the Bible story. And she says every time she looks up, Everybody in the whole class is just you know frantically coloring away and having a blast. No, nope, my son, rapt attention, staring straight at her, doesn't care, <laughs> doesn't care about the coloring. I'm here for the story. So nice. <laughs> I, was, I was excited to hear that. So, uh, but anyway, he's definitely not going to. Uh, Edmonds Public Schools up there in Washington. I just got a... <laughs> something just came across my Twitter feed. For those of you who have listened long enough, you remember that I used to podcast from a seaside town of Edmonds, Washington. Uh, something just came across the transom earlier today. My son's first grade assignment from yesterday in the Edmonds School District in Washington State. It says, Gender, is it a girl, boy, neither, or both? If it's a girl, she, her. If it's a boy, he, him. If it's neither or both, they
7: them. So this is in first grade, first grade public school curriculum in Washington. Cool, that's great. That's ex- excellent. Yeah. That's yeah. This is, yeah. you know, it's. <laughs> thank you for sharing that, Tim. That's you know re- reason number one thousand why <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> to be away from the Northwest, and it's it's not all that just wanting to keep my kids away from it. It's like with that being the mentality, how long until they're literally throwing people in prison camps you know, yeah. for thought yeah. crimes, you know, this is the, the communist takeover or whatever, you, you know, new world order takeover, it really is happening. And they're, they started with the schools and they've already captured the universities um, and it's just it's playing out from there. It definitely got a hold of the political system, so
6: well, instead of picking out what pronoun kids in school should have, uh <laughs> young Kilkenny is coloring and listening to Bible stories, so that's awesome. Very I think cool. that uh yeah, and then he came home, and I wasn't gone for ten hours of the day trying to sell things so. It's been a good move overall, albeit very, uh, very jarring and uh, sometimes hard.
7: Yeah, yeah. There's. I'm sure uh, I will miss uh, miss the waterfalls this summer. You know, when it's actually sunny in, <laughs> in the <laughs> northwest. It was it was pretty easy not to miss it very much in January, but uh, yeah, yep.
6: So, but yeah. Uh, your poor wife is going to miss the coolness of the Northwest cuz it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming.
7: So, do you I've own got- any
6: flip-flops because it's pretty much all you're going to need for like 6 months?
7: Uh, I I do not own flip-flops. Not a, fl- not a flip-flop guy. I've got I've got, uh, I've got golf shoes. That's all I need. <laughs>
4: so,
6: <laughs> You know, today was crappy weather. How many times did we make it to the golf course, Andrew? This week was pretty
7: crappy weather. How uh, was... Yeah, it, it was pretty... Rough. It's been a few... Today was the first day in a while. Mm. Good for so. you. So, yeah. But, uh, all right. We got to play this clip since you have a baby at home. I have a baby. So, RFK... Pedrum Esfandiari, a different episode. Uh, actually, let's start with RFK Jr. list of toxic baby food manufacturers.
3: Oh, no. Gluting, Nurture, Happy Valley Organics, Each Nut, Hain, Plum Organics, Walmart Parents Choice, Sprout Foods, and Gerber or knowingly selling baby food with dangerously high levels of toxic metals. Toxic metals. Right, hold on, metals, no, no, hold, so hold on the,
6: stop, stop. We're having, this is my own personal moment. We're doing that again.
3: Including nurture, Happy Valley Organics, Beech Nut, Hain, Plum Organics, Walmart, Parents' Choice, Sprout Foods, and Gerber, or knowingly selling baby food with dangerously high levels of toxic
6: Metals. Okay.
7: Whew. Okay. All right.
6: I'm in. Okay.
7: Okay. Did, did you die? Because I, I know when when we had babies at home or when we, we were in the baby food stage, there was lots of plum organics. And they bro, were on bro, the list. let me, yeah,
6: I could, we, this could be a whole show. We could do a whole show on this. Uh, I'd have to go grab my wife and uh, have her explain everything. But there, so a couple things. One, she didn't produce enough milk. So we ended up doing milk mainly for, I don't know, several months first, but we supplemented with formula. Looking back on that, by the way, guess what you should eat a lot of to get milk. Just guess. Uh, Raw milk. Grass-fed beef. Grass-fed beef. Yeah. And at this time we didn't know it. So anyway, moving on. I end up with babies only, which is a formula. Both the kids had it. Highly recommend it. Except it's like $95 a case. I mean, it's like, mm. like, yeah, like put me trying to put me in the poorhouse, but I'm like, that's fine, as long as I'm good. I had nothing to do with this. I have to give all the credit to my wife. She told me she wanted to do it. She said, this is kind of what I want to do. I said yes, and we went with it. We never did baby food of any type with oh, either awesome. kid and what it's called, and I encourage anybody, if you want to email me, I'll send you a link to books. If you're having a baby, I'd be more than happy to help because this is something that I had nothing to do with, but I watched take place in my house, and it was amazing. The term you're looking for is called baby-led weaning. And baby-led weaning, it scares the crap out of all of your grandparents or your mother or their grandparents because what you do is you set them in a high chair, you set clean foods in front of them. Small. You don't want to give them a full-size grape, right? Nobody's going to give a kid a full-size grape. It's a stupid idea. They're going to choke them. But you cut stuff up. Regular food. Avocado. Pineapple. Apple. Just regular foods. You cut it up. and You put it in front of them. And you just let them make a mess. And then they put it in their mouth. And then their eyes kind of light up. And they, oh, this one's good. And, they, you know. and what's interesting about that is never once... Did either baby come even close to choking? Now, occasion, there would be a moment where they and then they would, you know, cough it back up and everything's fine. But it was never even a very distressed look on their face. And what it does is it actually teaches the kid to control their mouth and throat to know when to swallow things and when not to. They learn this on their own. When you spoon feed a baby, baby food, they don't learn that at all. They don't learn how to control their throat, and that the food can stay in the mouth and not go down. So, anyway, I, like I said, I don't want to preach about it because I didn't do it. My wife did it, and it was amazing. and it still, it, and and so you know, people, you know, my mom would come over and like she'd like be freaking out. You're like, oh my god, uh, the baby's gonna chill. I'm like, she's fine, she's fine. <laughs> anyway, term baby led weaning. I highly recommend it as long as you're eating co- clean, good foods. There's no reason they can't, I mean, who, it came down to us for, after my wife read about this and read about all the health benefits and how it's actually safer and all everything else, added benefit, you don't have to puree your own food. We're darn sure not going to buy anything from Gerber to, you know, feed our baby Mm -hmm. or whatever. So a lot of people end up pureeing their own food. No, we didn't do that. Just cut up the food we were eating, let them eat it. And uh, it's been, it's been awesome. So now we've, moved off of formula we're doing baby lead weaning and now we're supplementing uh, what was formula
7: with raw milk from 12 minutes away that's awesome very cool so unfortunately lots of people they sell a lot of baby food so this is and you you see organic you think good no glyphosate in there this is a good thing Let's play the next clip from uh, Pedram Esfandiari. He's one of the lawyers uh, suing these baby food manufacturers. Well, somebody's got to do it, I guess.
1: <clears throat> so these baby food cases, as you said, it it's, it's truly shocking. Last year, a congressional subcommittee report came out detailing that there was significantly elevated levels of toxic heavy metals. I mean, we're talking potent neurotoxins that can cause brain damage in children at very low levels. They found these metals in leading baby food brands sold across the United States and across the world, actually. They found that these companies have sold these products, had repeatedly ignored both their own internal safety standards and that of the safety standards of regulators. Although there's a footnote to this, that unfortunately the FDA has not set any limits for the presence of heavy metals in baby food. They have some limits with orange juice, uh, apple juice, and they have limits with heavy metals in adult drinking water, but not in baby foods, shockingly. So I think that's part of the problem that's driving this issue is we have no regulatory safeguards whatsoever. So these baby food manufacturers basically regulate themselves. And it turns out that in the interest of profits, they simply didn't care how much heavy metals was in the food as long as it's getting sold. And American children ate these foods and we have high rates of autism all across the country in recent years. And I think that this is one of the main contributors to that epidemic of autism is heavy metals in the environment and even more shockingly in the very food that babies are eating. So we filed the first case of this kind of personal injury case on behalf of a young boy in Los Angeles. His name is Noah. He's eight years old. He has autism and ADHD and from a very young age, from about four months old, all the way up until past the age of three even, he ate these baby foods. And we're talking substantial amounts of them because really some of these foods don't pack that much nutrition in any given portion, so kids end up eating repeated portions across throughout the day, and Noah was one of these children.
10: Brutal.
7: So this is kind of a realization between the seed oils thing and this story is, I mean, it's not just the vaccines, right? This is, they've got other ways of getting the poisons into us. And no, it's not for profit. Like, it's kind of a, I don't know, dumb argument. Oh, the corporations, they just want the heavy metals and the baby food for profits. It's like, well, it seems a little bit short-sighted. But if you look at it as a a eugenics operation as a poisoning operation makes perfect sense okay how do the heavy metals get in there well if they won't if if the dumb parents won't uh you know let the doctors inject it into them then maybe they'll be dumb enough to get some organic baby purees and feed that to them so it's
6: much less much less formula don't forget most most women these yeah. days have babies. They don't produce milk for the full amount of time, and you get and then you get uh, supplementing formula, and yeah. that whole thing is,
7: yeah. So, it, I mean, it it is a wide ranging poisoning operation that's going on through, you know, through the air, through the water, through the food, and through the supposed medicines and vaccines and what have you and it's it's tough, but the you know I I don't believe I clipped it, but it talks about the the problem with our food supply is that we're is the toxins, but also we're not getting the vitamins, right? We're not yeah. getting the vitamins and nutrients. Like we wouldn't have to take a bunch of supplements to Stay somewhat healthy if we weren't <laughs> getting the the toxic stuff in the first place, or if we were just getting it from our food supply. But the, it's our food supply is in such a a terrible state that if you just get you know food from the grocery store, there's no way for you to get the stuff that you need, and that's by design. But very much by design. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the the story of why, you know, raw milk was banned and still banned. I mean, you cannot buy raw milk even in Oklahoma in the grocery store. They can't sell it. You know, you can only get it directly from a farm. And uh, Washington State is actually one of the few states where you can get it from the grocery store. But it's still pretty hard to find yeah yeah and then it's like uh super expensive too, five right? yeah
6: five dollars for like a quart yeah yeah not six dollars for a gallon
7: <laughs> yeah <laughs> six dollars for a gallon is better than the ultra pasteurized junk at sprouts
6: <laughs> it's so true yeah. oh thank goodness well thank goodness we got that option to so just get my daughter off the off the formula, and it's easier on my pocketbook, too. Holy smokes! I forgot to mention that that was like an inflation thing, it was $90 for 12 pack or something like that, and now it's like over 120. My wife was saying, Oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I believe a result of uh, inf-
9: <laughs> uh prices have gone up.
7: No, that's right, that's what it was. Yeah, it's uh, just, yeah. 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 yeah, they've gone up. Yeah, who's so, fault? Yeah. It's all, it's all Putin's
6: fault. Um,
7: it oh, seems not.
6: like James Corbett can't stop talking about CBDCs, and with good reason. I think it's important to warn everybody, especially as we head into this direction. Uh, James Corbett's on the CBDCs. Adam Curry's on the us. Uh, ESG, yeah. So uh, there was a gentleman. I'm going to mess up his name. Uh, I totally had it open, and now I, I didn't. Uh, I'm going to say Majid Sawak he was on uh, Joe Rogan show and uh, it's one of the more and this is actually from a couple months ago but it was one of the more kind of scary but also really concise way that CBDCs can be used Uh, I thought this was an important clip
7: well you're saying the acronym say what it stands for oh I'm sorry uh, Central Bank Digital Currency. Yes. This
6: is about Central Bank Digital Currencies and how those are going to affect us moving forward. Oh, gosh, I can't find this guy's name, but that's fine. We'll, we'll play it. Do you feel like you're sounding the alarm yes. for people that don't understand what is going on?
12: So here, i will put it up for you here, yeah? So there's the video. Yes. I don't know if your camera can see that. but the, No. There's the video. There's him speaking about it. The G7 is launching a set of public policy principles for retail central bank digital currencies, CBDCs. Central bank digital currencies could be a digital version of money, a bit like a digital banknote that could be used alongside. Right, so that's the guy who runs our economy in the UK. His name's the Chancellor of the Exchequer. And here is the article bank of england tells ministers to intervene on digital currency programming yeah and here's a quote from the article this is in the telegraph the one he pulled up but it was behind a paywall so i'll just read the quote digital cash could be programmed to ensure it is only spent on essentials or goods which an employer or government deems to be sensible holy i'm going to take it one step further for you joe right so the vaccine passport infrastructure is in place but now we know that the vaccine doesn't stop infection or transmission, but the Checkpoint Charlie exists everywhere. They bring in digital banking, central banking, digital currencies. You've got a scenario now that you're checking in and out everywhere you go using vouchers that are programmed and you can only spend where you're told you can spend them. There's another word for that, man. That's called the Chinese social credit system. That's what it's called. And anyone who watches Black Mirror will know what I'm talking about. That's that TV show, right? Yeah. So... What they are telling us, and when I say they, who's they? People in power. That's the head of our economy, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, second most powerful person other than the Prime Minister and maybe the Foreign Secretary in the UK, right? He's telling us, I just played it there for you, he's telling us that's what he, as the UK, the head of the G7, want to bring in for the G7. So a scenario where, like, in New York at the moment, because the, the passport infrastructure is in place, you bring in that digital currency and you've got this total control. And if I'm speaking to you the way I'm speaking now, and my employer or government, you heard that in the quote directly, yeah, deems me as saying or doing something inappropriate, suddenly, I can't actually pay to come here and speak to you anymore. My, my digital currency won't even pay for the ticket, because it will be known that I'm coming to speak to you. Sorry, your, your vouchers don't allow you to purchase that ticket to go and speak to Joe. And-
7: yeah. So, <laughs> that is the plan for yeah. sure and that is
6: very I thought it was well synopsized his name is uh, Majid uh, Nawas. Majid Nawaz and uh, yeah he also has got a sub stack he wrote one a couple days ago was the US illegally developing bioweapons in the new confirmed labs that exist on Russia's border with Ukraine this is subtitled are we the baddies <laughs>
7: <laughs> uh yes yes i think we are well there's we are and and they are too oh for sure for sure
6: uh, yeah you want to mention uh james's uh oh yeah shocking paper on trudeau
7: yeah that was a that was a good one i don't want to spoil the punchline but yes the uh um shocking document what, what, what's it called I'd, Looked up the pre-search thing. Um, it is. Shocking document reveals Trudeau's real plan. So, I, like I said, it might not be about Trudeau, but I don't want to spoil the punchline.
6: You know it is about Trudeau, though? Him not being welcome at the European Parliament. <laughs> Did you see this?
7: Yeah, you, you sent it to me. It's an old clip, but it's... Uh, no, no, no. Someone this is, put the...
6: This is this week. Okay. It's a different one.
7: It's a different one. It's not yep. the Brazil guy. No,
6: nope. okay. this is an MP, for, uh, uh German member of European Parliament.
9: Thank you. Based on Article 195, doubt that it would have been more appropriate for Mr. Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, to address this House according to Article 144, an article which was specifically designed to debate violations of human rights, democracy, and the rule of law, which is clearly the case with Mr. Trudeau. Then again, a Prime Minister who openly admires the Chinese basic dictatorship who tramples on fundamental rights by persecuting and criminalizing his own citizens as terrorists just because they dared to stand up to his perverted concept of democracy should not be allowed to speak in this house at all. Mr. Trudeau, you are a disgrace for any democracy. Please spare us your presence. Thank you.
6: I mean, even like, I'm sure nothing's going to happen,
7: but like, even in those rooms now, nobody likes this dude. No, <laughs> no, they, they're certainly trying hard to make people forget that yeah. whole you yeah. know can, yeah. Canadian going full co- or Canada going full communism thing. We're just we're gonna keep all that, but uh, you're <laughs> supposed to forget that all that infrastructure is now in place, and we could just seize your bank account, and that ties back to the CBDC thing. So they. <laughs> If, if that's the, your currency, if the central, you know, if the Federal Reserve or whatever your central bank is controls the currency, they can turn it off anytime they want. Yep, that's
6: true. 100% true. They can turn off yours individually or even scarier, almost scarier. is when he's saying, well, you know, they know I'm coming to talk to Joe Rogan. They won't let buy a plane ticket. You know, I can't. I can't do it. You know, they, right. they only let you use it for certain things. Um yeah, Trudeau is uh, yeah, it's a weird it's a weird deal. I saw someone arguing on you know social media somewhere and they said, you know, the so-called, which by the way, what a talking point, the so-called freedom convoy was just a bunch <laughs> of people and I, yeah. I, I I'm a Canadian and I don't believe that I have to it's just that I should have to thank them for anything. This is just baloney. and the uh, person's like, are you from Canada? Yeah, of course I'm from Canada," and the person said. said uh, "Well, it's weird because you have a different flag in your <laughs> in your bio, like in in your in your handle. He's, of course, the Ukrainian flag. Talking about the so-called, he has a Ukrainian flag <laughs> in his Twitter handle. Yeah, he's it's, talking about the so-called freedom convoy.
7: These jerks. So, uh, freedom. What a right-wing buzzword. Yeah, welcome to Canada,
6: <laughs> where waving Ukrainian flags and supporting Ukraine is legal, but waving Canadian flags and supporting Canada is illegal. Yep. Yeah.
7: Great job, guys. Great job. Yeah, eh? and the me, meanwhile, the U.S. is uh, using the CIA to fund and train neo Nazis in Ukraine for the last. However many years.
6: Are you telling me there's Nazis over there, Andrew? Yeah, there's there's
7: Nazis over there. Soon to be over here. They'll they'll bring them over here. It'll this will. It, it's kind of either way the war goes. It's you know it, I'm sure they want them to kill as many Russians as they can, but then eventually it'll be like oh well you know they're getting wiped out. We need to bring the refugees over here for some reason rather than uh, and. Uh, Poland, Hungary—you know, countries that are, aren't fully on the bought-in—they might have a, a neo-Nazi problem coming up.
6: But I don't know how Poland can have a Nazi problem coming up because Poland never lets any immigrants in. It's probably one of the most. Uh, well, they're letting them in now.
7: They're are letting they? the refugees in.
6: Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. That was always like their thing. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do anything. No, you're not. going to take taking immigrants. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
7: Nope. So now they're. Did you hear the, the Ukrainian pa- refugees in, some of the three million or however many there are. But. Did you hear
6: our buddy Paul Joseph Watson talking about the uh, Swedish uh, refugees? Or the refugees, uh, Ukrainian refugees that ended up in Sweden? No, no, oh, I didn't hear that. You got to hear this. Uh, I wish I had, the, I wish I had clipped it. But uh, guess what? They end up in a, in a hostel in Sweden. It's in such a terrible location because
7: of all the immigration. (laughs) Because of all the Muslim...
6: Yes. Yeah. They end up uh, not feeling great about where they are and want to go back to Ukraine. (laughs) We'll take our chances in Ukraine.
7: Yeah. But you can't talk about Sweden that way. Yeah. Right? Car bombings and everywhere else. Tommy Robin, but Tommy Robinson's the problem in the UK. Actually, talking about it, but yeah, yeah. This is yeah, unbelievable. Well, I've I've Ooh. just got one more one more thing. I don't, I don't think it's appropriate to end a show without some scary vaccine thing. So oh, okay. you want you want to play the self spreading vaccines clip? Oh gosh. This is a uh, promotion back in 2020 for a conference in Europe. Great. Can we play Camel after this? Sure.
0: (laughs) Since the outbreak of COVID-19, the word virus has been dominating media headlines as well as our daily lives. Did you know that one approach that has been proposed to control virally transmitted diseases is by releasing a virally transmitted vaccine. Unlike traditional vaccines, infectious vaccines do not require any individual consent. Infectious solutions are also being developed for food and agriculture and are currently making their way through the regulatory approval process. However, do we really want to intentionally disperse these modified viruses outside the lab? Is this a forward march of science or a mistake? Join our live event at the 2020 Euroscience Open Forum to explore these questions using recent real-world examples. Our panel of biologists, social scientists, policy experts and ethicists will provide their insights and respond to your questions. Find out more and join the debate in our panel at the 2020 Euroscience Open Forum.
7: All right, I stole that from No. From Last American Vagabond. So, hat tip to him. Uh, His daily wrap up on March 20th, which I think is like six hours long. But uh, uh, self spreading vax underway, Rockefeller sustaining the next normal, and then COVID roadmap and graphene oxide. Lots of good stuff in there, including that clip, which I had not previously heard. So. Wow.
6: Well, that's uh, definitely.
7: So the, And the reason he's bringing it up is there's new articles out where they're talking about self-spreading vaccines. And, you know, we had talked about this, I don't know, a year ago or so. Uh, but they're saying, well, it's just, you know, we might do it in the future. But the reality is they are doing it. It's like they're they're already running tests. one of the the first originators, like the, he'll be the self-spreading vaccines carry mollus, and you know stay away from uh, sudden onset diseases there. but he he turned he realized that this is gonna be a nightmare, and he wants you know he's like, I want no part of it we should not be doing this uh, but they're marching right along. So well, he's dead. So there's so, that. Well, you got to be careful. Yeah, you
4: got to be careful. <laughs> so this
6: March, or excuse me, May 8th, 2021, the incredible spreadable vaccine, Revelations Radio News 227.
7: Yeah. So this is, it's still out there. It's still being worked on. And I think, you know, is what they call Omicron, or is it actually a vaccine? I don't know. I think mean, that's the most likely one. So it's... I don't know. <laughs> and uh, what are the long-term health effects from it? You know, is it... Marker Well, it, the fact that it's not injected should help. Christmas you tree know, death. It, it, Christmas interesting tree that disease. She, she starts out by saying, like... Oh, where everybody's focusing on the virus, virus. It's like, well, yeah. So it's propaganda from start to finish of that clip. But they're up to something, you know, whether it's sprayed in the chemtrails or put in the food. And and she mentions the food and agriculture. What exactly are you putting in there? Is Is it talking about vaccines for agricultural animals or does is that then transmitted when you eat meat to the people that eat it i don't know it's they're they're not able to do nearly as much good stuff as they claim to be able to do but they they make a good poison
6: <laughs> it's still not over still haven't perfected Overrunning God's creation, yeah. yet they're um, still trying. I mean, but look at all the ways, all the angles they've got. We've yeah. got seed oils. We've got radiation through five G. We've got metals in your baby food. We got metals in your vaccines. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you Meanwhile, we're all just doom scrolling. <laughs>
7: yeah, you got social media itself.
6: That's social media itself. We're all just doom scrolling through as we as we poison
7: ourselves so it is yes it is i think there's borderline miraculous but at least an element of grace where god created us to be able to handle a lot
6: we're pretty hardy individuals we're pretty (laughs) hardy people and the devil's doing his best to short circuit the whole thing but if the scales would just fall from the world's eyes, like everybody would just wake up and be like, Oh yeah, this is a huge joke. What are we doing? Like, let's go back right. to what we were doing before.
7: Yeah, and it, it is a a spiritual deception where they're <sighs> sorry about that. You know, if they're fully bought in, that's why there's it's the same people that are like, Yeah, give me the booster and yes, let's go to war with Russia. <laughs> And by let's I mean send money and send your kids over there. Do you think your dog will denounce Putin?
6: <laughs> All right, let's let's hear from Paul Joseph Watson. And All then right, we're gonna do words of wisdom and then we're gonna get out of here. Unless no. you have anything else.
2: Nope. Having escaped the Russian war machine, female Ukrainian refugees are facing a new threat to their safety. Multicultural Sweden! Wait, but diversity's a strength, no? Well, not if you're one of several Ukrainian women staying at a refugee hostel in Orebru. Speaking to news outlet Samit and Swedish Public Radio... The Ukrainian refugees described what happened. Gangs of foreign migrants, later identified as Somalis, attempted to break into the hostel rooms where the Ukrainian women were staying with their young children. The first incident occurred at 3am, when two Somali men started knocking on the front door of the hostel. Without opening the door, the Ukrainian women tried to talk to the men outside. They looked like African-Americans, if I express myself politely, one woman told the news outlet. They were black people, tall and slim, with black skin colour. She explained to the men that only Ukrainian women and children live in the hostel, but the Somalis claim that they have a friend who lives there. After asking what their friend's name was, the Ukrainian women figured out no person with that name was residing at the hostel. They started knocking on the door of a woman who lives with her two small children aged two and four. They were very scared. The volunteer said of the children. The four-year-old was silent, but the two-year-old screamed, she added. At 5am, a group reportedly of Arab origin arrived at the premises and attempted unsuccessfully to enter the hostel. What's the problem? They were just trying to find their friend! at 5am by breaking into a room full of young women. I'm sure they only had the best intentions. The women said they were afraid to report what happened to the police, and the hostel had to employ a bunch of new security guards. I don't want to live here because I am afraid, one of the female refugees told Swedish Radio. They said that Sweden was a safe country, but I have not seen that, said another. Yeah, the media will tell you that, but the facts will tell you that having been ranked as the safest country in Europe just 20 years ago, Sweden is now the second most dangerous. Because diversity's a strength. If by strength you mean gang rapes, grenade attacks, and no-go zones so dangerous that they don't even deliver the mail there, then yeah, it's really a strength. Maybe these women can go to Germany instead. Oh, well, maybe not. A volunteer at the hostel says the women are so terrified they want to go back to Ukraine. Apparently the threat of missile strikes and bombs raining down on their heads is more appealing than the wondrous benefits of multicultural Sweden. <laughs> <sighs>
6: <That's good. sighs> I wish that wasn't I, funny, I Andrew. You know, I... Uh, yeah. Uh,
7: I think it was the, the victim or the lady speaking for the victim that said it, but... Uh, Somalians are not African-Americans. Just <laughs> FYI. <laughs> just... Africans that's there's Somalia is an African country not not (laughs) anyway but uh, (laughs) yeah that was sad and mm, we'll see what the what the refugee take is you know he lots of women and children and maybe some neo-nazis yeah. On their way. On their way soon. Not right now. They're not letting them out of the country. They got to stay and fight for now.
6: So, do we got a words of wisdom for us, buddy?
7: Well, I would say uh, don't trust the war propaganda or organic baby food. Good, good,
6: good. I like that. Also, shout out to our boy Kyrie Irving.
7: Oh yeah. He, he gets this, to play home games. Does this prove the earth is flat? I mean, does it prove it? He's back. Uh, basically. Yeah. He's, he's back. Yeah, he, he needs back. to full on, like, uh just go all in on the he's like, I was right about vaccines and I was right about flat Earth.
6: <laughs> <laughs> let me let me explain something to you, Andrew. That is not going to happen. He is so <laughs> sick of the spotlight at this point of all this being about him. But hey. More power to him for staying strong. I mean, he made it through this. I mean, I know that.
7: Well, this is not over, but yeah,
6: yeah. Oh man, it's yeah, a good point. It's not over, but he's he's willing to put his money where his mouth is. He's lost millions mm-hmm. of dollars. I mean, I, I've 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 ran into people who you know kept their sixty thousand dollar a year job, you know, to, right. to 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 you know do this to keep it. So he put his money where his
7: mouth was and lost millions to not do it. So good for him, man. That's awesome. And now he's yeah, back. And, and he doesn't have to worry about being one of the, you know, Raphael Nadal now. Like, oh, I, I had uh, rib pain shooting mm-hmm. rib pain, not totally not heart vaccine related at all. Yeah. Right. So this is more and more someone, I think it was on gab, but, uh, Post, posted a picture of some sports league where they they had an EKG machine hooked up to the guy on the sideline. <laughs> He's like, I've never seen this before. California supposedly is doing EKG tests for athletes before they go out for a sport. Yeah, just all of, all of a sudden. But this is no, no. Youth heart attacks always been a, it's always been a thing. We've Even always been at wasn't. war with East Asia. I mean, I mean. You know, even back in the day when I was in high school, they sort of made you do a physical, but it was like a five minute. You know, do you have a hernia? <laughs> like, like, breathe in and out. You know, it's like and that's it. That's a, like the the biggest threat. They're not doing an EKG. Make sure your heart's working. But all right, Andrew, drop your
6: pants. Turn your head.
7: And, <laughs> turn your head and cough.
6: So. Alright, guys. Well, I guess that's it. Thank you for uh, your patience this week in uh, doing a show, Andrew, and thank you listeners for your patience and uh, waiting for a show to come out later in the week. We got it done. Hopefully my coughs are all hidden by the cough button. Pray for me. Hopefully I'll be better next week. I Don't feel that bad. Just, uh, just a little bit of congestion. So.
7: Yeah. Well, um, you you made it back pretty fast. But I, I didn't think we were going to be able to do a show this week at all. So thanks for hang. Thanks for playing hurt, Tim.
6: Yeah, I'm I'm here to play hurt, man. I got to play hurt because this is the only this is the only job I can't get fired from. So <laughs> <laughs> they could fire me for the vaccine from any job I get except this one. So yeah. I got this is my That's important right. job.
7: So well, thank you and thanks everybody for listening.
0: A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. dot com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com dot com and click on the contact tab or support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com dot com, and thank you for your support of this podcast.
8: Don't you see?